Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Friday, 30th of November. And it's the final day of the month. Tomorrow is the 1st of December, which means you've only got 25 days to get everything done. And believe you me, it'll go by like that. The most influential film ever is... Well, that's a bit of a general one, because, I mean, how can, unless a film is having some impact on your life, and I hardly think Dorothy clicking her red shoes is going to have an impact on your life, but you never know. The Dying Address, sold in a junk shop for about 200 quid, is actually worth over 100,000. Somebody did very well indeed. Uh, the BBC have been forced to warn staff about the risk of putting cheese in toasters. They want to do a toasted cheese, and so the staff there not being the brightest, decided to put cheese in. You can't put cheese in a toaster. That's just ridiculous. Unless it's in a bag. You can get these cooking bags, can't you, where you put the, the sort of bread in and you put the cheese in the middle. That's why we can't just put cheese in. That would be ridiculous. Uh, also, the woman slams an airline for laughing her do- at her daughter's name. You wait till you hear this one. Fantastic. We do have a good laugh on this programme. We like laughing at other people's expense. That's what we, that's what we derive pleasure from. It's always good. And, uh, and so we've got Storm Diana, which roared through yesterday. God, it was awful. God, it was terrible. And £76 million has gone up the swanny because nobody's come forward to claim it. You would have thought if you'd bought a ticket for the lottery, you might have checked it. Well, they cut many, they've either left the country or they don't live in the country. And they've never thought of it. Can you imagine, though? You come here on holiday, you buy a ticket and it's worth £76 million and you don't claim it. They've had their, whatever it is, two months, three months or something. I can't remember what it is. But if they don't claim it today, they've lost it. It's gone. It's also a heavy drinker who keeps disappearing from pubs after racking up bills worth thousands. You know, the room, breakfast, booze and all the rest. And then he just vanishes. So always better in advance, people who own establishments like that, get a credit card. Put the details on there and then you've got the money. Don't don't let anybody... If, if they say they've not got a credit card, don't rent a room. It's as simple as that. Uh, also, um, oh, I have to do the airline story. The airline story you're going to love. It's a fantastic one. It's... Um, it's uh, a girl of five who's been mocked by an airline staff because of her name. But actually, they haven't openly mocked the girl. It's a gross exaggeration. It's, uh, it's a name. You, I mean, you, you, you couldn't make this story up if you tried. Miriam Margulies turns the air blue whilst filming a Christmas special of Call the Midwife. And um, what's the other one? Oh, the blue badge thefts have surged. Of course they have, because people are thieving little tow rags. That's why. And so, you know, somebody leaves the car open and they nick... They nick the actual, um, the blue badge and then just put it on their own car. Nobody ever checks it. Nobody ever checks. It's just got a blue badge on there. They couldn't care less. Makes no difference at all. And yet the uh, the abuse of the system is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Also, the uh, Halfords is driving some lady crazy. She's got a very similar number. People keep phoning her asking when their stuff's going to be delivered. She's had 130 calls so far, which is nothing. Opposed to uh, somebody who's calling the NHS. I think thousands of times they have a mental illness and for some reason it involves them having to call the NHS. I think between three of them they've called about 8,000 times. You know, it's just these people just have phones taken away from them. Uh, also, 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 what was the other one that I quite liked? Oh, the face of the Syrian refugee waterboarded by the school bully. His family have had to move. Vigilantes have started turning up outside the house. I mean, because quite clearly it was a classic case of bullying. Mind you, far-right thug Stephen Yaxley-Lennon, that's the one who wants you to call him Tommy Robinson, uh, tries to blame the victim. Tries to blame the victim. But actually it turns out that the person who did the alleged bullying, he's a bit of a fan of Tommy Robinson. 
He's got his stuff all over his, uh, over his email accounts and everything else. Why can't you listen to two conversations at the same time? I don't know. Perhaps we can't multitask. And uh, the funeral firms accused of ripping off the bereaved because the one thing and the most vulnerable time in your life is when somebody passes away and you've got to deal with funeral directors. Now, I've, I've dealt with a few. I've always found they, they were perfect. But I wouldn't know if I was being ripped off. I really, in, in the same way, I wouldn't know if I was being ripped off by a central heating engineer or a car mechanic. If somebody says it needs this, I have to go with it because I don't know. I'm not fully qualified. I'm not one of those sort of people. Uh, Alan Clark says he's not wedded to booze. And uh, don't throw knickers at Michael Ball. Who's throwing knickers at Michael Ball? What an odd thing to want to do. They did it years ago with um, Tom Jones when he used to appear in Vegas. I saw the night pass by her window. Do, 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 do. You know, my, my, my. And then they start throwing knickers on stage. And you think, well, what's he going to do with them? He's not going to wear them, is he? It's just one of those sort of things. Also, the risk of heart problems for women who snore. How do you know if you snore? You only know if you sleep with somebody and they and they then tell you that you snore. So, oh, needed the tea. We needed the tea this morning. The tea is lovely. Actually, you might be one of those people who survives on very little sleep. In which case, this programme is for you on LBC. We're here every morning. There's no excuses of having to sort of, you know... Turn on the radio and go, oh, there's nobody there to, you know, to talk to me. There's always somebody at LBC to talk to you. Always. doesn't matter who it is. There's always somebody here, whether it's overnight, during the daytime, in the wee small hours of the morning. And this is classed as the wee small hours of the morning, but it is breakfast. It's technically early breakfast. That's why we call it early breakfast, because we lead into the breakfast show this morning. Every morning between four and seven, we shall run through the papers. Some of the stories you'll like, some of the stories you won't like, and some of the stories will make you cry. Some of the stories will make you think, my God, I thought my life was bad. But um, it couldn't be any worse, could it, for some people? Especially this girl in America. So here she is. And uh, she was mocked by the airline staff because of her name. Her mum is called Tracy Redford. T-R-A-C-I. Now, sometimes it is that over here we have the chav spelling of Tracy. And in America you have a lot of chavs. And anyway, Tracy was travelling from Southern California to Texas with her daughter. Now, you have to take this on board. I mean, seriously, I can't, I can't do this any better. Um, because this, this one has a slight twist in it. Her daughter's name is spelt A-B-C-D-E. OK, but it's pronounced Absity. Absity. It's pronounced Absity. I mean, I mean, I don't want to be rude, but it's A-B-C-D-E pronounced Absidy. Who names their child Absidy? I mean, is it? I mean, is it just an American thing? I've never heard of a child called Absidy before. But anyway, um, uh, Miss Redford said the incident happened at John Wayne Airport when the family took their seats. She she said she told the agent to stop laughing, and um, somebody's reported it. But anyway, after two year, two weeks after a formal complaint, Southwest hadn't done anything. And then, so Southwest then have to write back and go, we apologise to the family. We take great pride in extending our Southwest hospitality. And, and that's it. We followed up with the employee involved. And whilst we do not disclose personal actions publicly, we're using this as an opportunity to reinforce our policies. I mean, come on, A-B-C-D-E. That's how it's spelled, absidy. That's how it's pronounced. Why would you have it? I mean, that sounds like an accident waiting to happen, doesn't it? But uh, anyway... She chose, when I was sitting there, she took a picture of my boarding pass and chose to post it onto social media. I mean, to be honest, I don't actually see any problem with that at all. Apart from, you go, 
What on earth made you come up with A, B, C, D, E, pronounced absidy? You, there'll be somebody in this country does it next. There'll be somebody in this country does it next. I like, actually. Uh, Steve, hope you're well, says Noreen. You talked about Jerry Marston. Uh, what happened was his last show was in Peterborough earlier in the year. So we went, then they added oh, one more. So we didn't see his last show, but his last but one. And as you said, he's enjoying retirement in Hispania. Nothing like the 60s music. You do, we just don't want them to retire, do we? So we played a little bit of a little, couple of little clips yesterday from a couple of his uh, hits as well. And that'll be on tomorrow morning in the best of. Whee! There is a best of Steve Allen. And there's a new app as well, which I told you about the other day. Phil says, I believe today is St Andrew's Day, which is the patron... Well, you never mentioned it when you came in. You didn't come up to us and say, it's, it's my day today. It's your, your saint's day. You know, so I thought you'd have... Do you do any big celebrations? They do a celebration. Is there a celebration for St Andrew's Day? You... you... Oh, right, you just have... You have a Cayley, but all by yourself. What, you have... Oh, with friends? No. Oh, right, that's sweet, isn't it? Every day his life becomes a little bit more bizarre. So are you going up there to have a Cayley tonight? No, so... So you won't be celebrating St Andrew's Day at all, which was the original question. What do you do for St Andrew's Day? And you go, oh, I have a Cayley. Are you going up for a Cayley tonight? No. So what are you doing? Nothing. Oh, it's big night out, is it? Oh, wow. That's so exciting. Oh, you're doing karaoke, are you? Oh, God. Will you be doing And Down the Waterfall? Oh, right, that's nice. Where would you be doing this? Who's doing this? Just you two? No, loads of people are doing it. Tom Swarbrick. Oh, poor old Tom Swarbrick. Honestly, I feel sorry for his wife. Does she know what he looks like? She can hardly... He's never there. Seriously, he's always out with the boys all the time. Come on. Doing a bit of carry. I'm so glad I'm not around London tonight. That'll be a disaster, won't it? But uh, anyway, so do you think I should find, says Phil in Bournemouth, my kilt and sporran and wear them for the day? Uh, uh, do you know, I can't answer that one for you because I don't... I'm not Scottish. And uh, and Scottish boy here isn't wearing his kilt, so I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to wear them. I know that Welshmen wear a leek, don't they, for St David's Day? He says I may stand out a bit. I'm not Scottish, but I've got rod- red hair, so I could bluff it. Well, what are you doing with a kilt if you're not Scottish? You can't have a kilt if you're not Scottish. So Darren's complaining. Really? Tell him to mind his own business. He is. He is. Isn't wearing a kilt. He's not Scottish. Does he sound like Orkai? He doesn't sound like that at all. And he's got a kill. He won't be. He'll be. He'll. Is he going up north today? Is he going up? Oh, he's staying here. Oh, she's karaokeing as well. God, I'm so glad I'm nowhere near her. It sounds vile. The, the very idea, the people you work with. Oh, we're all going out on a karaoke. No, we're not. No, we're not. Thank you very much indeed. I shall stay in and do needlepoint. You know, always works a treat for me. So we take all your texts and emails on the programme because we're like that. Why? Because we like you. And if we like you, we read your texts and emails. If you're, if you're not the full ticket, not the full shilling, the lights are on but nobody's home, the lift does not go to the top floor, you are a few sandwiches short of a picnic, unfortunately, you never hear the light of day. You just disappear into the ether and we leave you there forever. Which is, which is actually great because stupid people... We really can't be bothered with. We've got better things to worry about. I mean, worrying about whether we're doing a Cayley, whether we're doing, you know... I wonder who's going to get drunk first tonight. No, it won't be him. No, I don't think it'll be him. Uh, I think it'll be Swarbrick. I think it'll be Swarbrick. (laughs) That's what I reckon. I'm putting my money on Swarbrick. 
<laughs> what time does this event start? A week. 7.30. Isn't Swarbrick on air tonight, then? Oh, he's not on Friday, so it's going to start at 7.30 Swarbrick by 8. There you go. I'll put... Oh, that's lovely. Your night sounds so raucous. I'm so glad I'm way out, way out of town in Twickenham. God, we're going for a curry in Brick Lane. He said, yeah, I'm sure you could find space, yes. Unfortunately, I don't want to be found space. Thank you very much indeed. It's very sweet. It's for that reason I never go to the Christmas parties. I don't want drunken employees leering all over me, you know, go, oh, what fact did you, Steve? You know, I don't like that kind of thing. It's very unnecessary. Dave O'Brien's... I know, well, but the trouble is I, I've got photographic evidence of Dave O'Brien doing it. It's No, it's, it's just not my sort of... I'm not a party sort of boy. I don't do party kind of things. It's, you know, I've had my fair share of that when I was younger. Now I'm a sensible person. Now I'm the sort of person who does, you know, I go to bed early. And if I go to bed early, that's great. Then you wake up, and you wake up in a very good mood. And all they're looking forward to is, you know, who's going to be singing first? Who's going to be singing first? Oh, yeah. She'll be coming round. You'll be singing first, will you? Oh, God, how ghastly. Is there a special venue for this place? Is it, is it a place you've been to before? You've never been there before, but you know it's karaoke. Right. And you've specifically chosen it because it's karaoke. Oh, how awful. It sounds dreadful. <laughs> you've sp- so you've, you've, have you booked the table for the curry in Brick Lane? No. Oh, you have. You've, you've done that bit. Oh, Swarbrick's done that. OK. And then you haven't booked the karaoke bar. You probably need to book the karaoke bar, I would have thought, because that's if there's going to be one, two, three, four, what, six of you? Oh, there's a lot more than that. More than ten? Are there more than ten people working on programmes here, if I miss this or something? Evening producers. Where are they from? Evening producers. I just don't see them. Oh, right. And they're all going as well for the curry and the singing. Oh, sounds dreadful, doesn't it? That is your worst nightmare, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you. You know, we're going for a curry. Uh, Tikka masala. Uh, we'll have some poppadoms and uh, kima naan as well. And then everybody's going to be sort of getting down and singing to the accompaniment of alcohol. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Sean gets the kiss off from Strictly. The reason being uh, they don't want him on the live tour because it's a family show. So I'm assuming Katya's not going either because she's been an embarrassment and a few other people have been an embarrassment. So uh, because it's a family show, they don't want him there because he'll bring the wrong sort of publicity. But at the end of the day, it is just another reality show, just probably with a bigger budget than most other people. But that's the BBC wasting your money. Uh, The Rare Hobbit book. These books are worth a fortune now. You can find first editions of books, Paddington et al. They fetch huge amounts of money. If only we'd save them at the time, but of course we didn't because a book was for reading. But just over the road from here, there is an arcade and it's got lots of bookshops, second-hand bookshops, but with very, very expensive books in the window. I told you, they're, they're so dismissive of you. They're so snooty and stuck at their own rear ends. It's embarrassing. I went there about a year ago because there was a Paddington book in the window and uh, inside was a, was a young girl reading a book. And I said, um, oh, how much is the Paddington book in the window? I must have looked poor or something. She didn't even bother looking up. She went, it's uh, £2,000 or whatever. And that was it. I was then dismissed. No offer of, you know, would you like to have a look at it or something? Nothing. They're so snooty. One of the, one of the people who owns one of the shops, don't touch anything outside. She'll be out there and on you like a ton of bricks. They've all got slight issues, I think. Uh, Jim's back in Neighbours. Uh, he had a row with them some years ago, 25 years ago, to be precise. And they decided that he was going to go. So he went to America. And since then, 
He starred in so many hot programmes. He doesn't need neighbours, but he died 25 years ago. Now they brought him back. Time is a great healer, I think. Stuart says the 72-foot-tall Norwegian spruce Christmas tree, just put up in Times Square, New York, is decorated with five miles of multicoloured Christmas lights and a 900-pound crystal star. Now, that's what you call a Christmas tree, says Stuart. Uh, The £76 million ticket, they've had lorries driving around, uh, they've had posters put up, they've taken out adverts in all the papers, and so far, nobody has claimed it. So the truth of the matter is, either the person is dead... Uh, or they didn't know that they bought it and they've lost it. Because you would remember buying a ticket, wouldn't you? It's £2. You would remember buying that. But uh, it appears that nobody's going to claim it, so it'll go into good causes. It's not going to go anywhere else. Uh, The squashed BA passenger loses a claim. He wanted 10,000 quid because he was squashed into his seat with somebody who was larger the other side. I got that on the bus. You know when you're sitting on the bus on a seat and there's a space next to you? And then somebody, and you can see them, you can see them getting on the bus and they're looking at your seat going, I'm going to have that seat. And you think, oh, God, honestly. <laughs> so annoying, so annoying. The Beefeaters could strike over the Tower Pension Plan. I've never heard of them striking. I don't think they should strike. I don't think they should be allowed to. It's like soldiers going on strike. It's a similar kind of thing, isn't it? Because they are part of the military. I don't think they should be allowed to go on strike. I really don't. They've got one of the best jobs in the world where you're working in one of the best environments. You get a nice uniform, which you don't have to pay for. You've got nice accommodation. And they're going on a strike over a pension plan. Good Lord. Good Lord. Uh, Also, uh, this outpouring of support for this bullied lad, they pictured him in the paper, but they can't name him for legal reasons. Whereas, in fact, surely people know his name by now, don't they? I would have thought so. Uh, Over in the jungle, it's all very, uh, very nice and... uh, very conclusive of, of a programme that's winding down. I'd be glad when it's finished, actually. I couldn't care less. So it doesn't bother me. They all seem quite amiable, though. Nobody's had a breakdown. Nobody's shouted or screamed. Nobody's done anything that's offensive to anybody. And um, and I think it finishes next... We, we think it finishes next week. Next week. Next Sunday. So who's actually going to win it? Who gives us stuff? Doesn't make any difference. They've earned more money than you'll earn in your lifetime. So what difference it make? They don't have to sit over there, be nice to each other, chat. They've, they've managed to sort of get away with all of the, uh, the Bush Tucker trials and stuff like that. Holly has managed to increase the figures, unless, of course, it's the heart, you know, sort of beating fast and people go, we like this programme now, she's on it. It's, uh, it's very good. It seems to have taken a new direction. Poor, poor Declan doesn't seem to get much of a look in now. Everybody's concentrating on what she's wearing, you know, how well she's doing, how well she's... I mean, she goes to the beach every day with the family. Her husband's out there for five days, Dan, and uh, the kids are playing. She seems to have juggled it very, very well. I can't, uh, I can't knock it at all. I really can't. Uh, also, stocker boss wife on Jungle Shocks, Sandra Redknapp. Who admits it's quite embarrassing when hubby Harry says romantic things about her. It's a 54-year relationship. I mean, you can't knock it, can you? You cannot knock it. And um, chapter and verse on the top celebrity Christmas books. I've had a good look. Sally Field has got one here. Um, uh, Billy Connolly has got one. Geraint Thomas, My Journey to the Yellow Jersey. Is Geraint Thomas, is this the... um, the Tour de France winner. Oh, right. Why do I get confused? Melanie Brown, brutally honest. Uh, it gets a five out of five. But, you know, it doesn't enter. I couldn't care. That's what happens behind the scenes. Darcy Bustle's got one. Tina Turner. And, of course, Sally Field, because we mentioned her. But Tina Turner is called My Love. 
And um, she talks about the physical abuse that she suffered, suicide of her son. Have you noticed? Everybody's got a story. Every, you've probably got a story as well. You've probably got a story. Huge waves crashing into the sea as uh, Diana caused a shock wave. She's, she's getting her own back on all those years she was picked on by the media. In Penzance, the big wave hitting the Cornwall Peninsula. There's always one idiot who's standing there, isn't there? And you think to yourself, you're a bit simple. Then there was the, um, the Labour MP who was talking about tackling HIV and then revealed he'd been HIV for 10 years, so he gets loads of coverage in the papers. Obviously, none of them knew about it before until he started talking about it. What disappointed me is there was hardly anybody in the House of Commons. There was less than 20 people in there. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. Birmingham, pictures here, uprooted trees. West Bay, it looks as though it's snow, but it's not. It's sea foam. Sea foam. Whatever that is. It sounds disgusting, doesn't it, really? And uh, telling everybody's scary, says the first HIV MP. But uh, with support, you can have a normal life. Yeah, but, well, put it this way, he's had it for ten years. People live much longer now. Years and years ago, there wasn't the combination of drugs. But now there is, because I know, because I've done over the years, lots of people I interviewed just before I went away to Vienna, actually, one year, the longest-serving person with HIV, and he came into the studio and we were talking about it, and I said, I'll catch you when I get back. When I came back, he died, uh, because they didn't have the drugs which they have now. Now they have the combination of drugs, which means you can live. You're not reading in the press full of uh, young gay men who were, who were dying needlessly. But uh, he stood up and he was, he was very brave. Jason is the boy... Uh, who wrote a birthday card for his dad who died and asked the postman to deliver it to heaven, has got a letter to say that it arrived safely. Royal Mail bosses wrote to Jace Hindman to assure him the loving message made to his late father, James. The office manager, Sean Milligan, wrote, I just wanted to take the opportunity to contact you about how we succeeded in the delivery of your letter to your dad in heaven. It was a difficult challenge, avoiding stars and other galactic objects. He said, I will continue to do all I can to ensure delivery to heaven safely. And Jace's mum, Terry, says, I can't state how emotional he is knowing his dad got his card. I mean, isn't that just blows your socks off? He said his dad would really, really be laughing. Terry said, the Royal Mail has restored my faith in humanity. Oh, you must watch the uh, Father Christmas one then, because the Royal Mail in America do exactly the same thing. Jace is amazed. Uh, his his father died in 2014, age 28, and uh, and he was a great dad. So on the envelope, Jace wrote in pencil, Mr Postman, can you take this to heaven for my dad's birthday? And uh, they've marked all their dad's birthdays since he died, and this year uh, they left a card on his grave. But isn't that nice for the post office? You know, no matter what you say about the post office, oh, they don't deliver this, they don't deliver that, they do. And then they do something that's, that's you know, completely out of character and is absolutely wonderful. Absolutely love it. Ah, uh, dear, right. What else we got? The blue badge thefts, which are soaring, and uh, the heart risk to Lady Snorers, plus the Novichok victim. Charlie Rowley's been discharged from hospital after spending months in and out of intensive care. All of that and more, and your texts and emails, 84850, uk. We shall weave everything in. And then we'll talk about, as well, the uh, the cops hunting Britain's drunkest con man. Running up huge pub bills and then just disappearing. My God, he was he went for the fillet steak. He went for just about everything. And then walked out. And he's done it quite a few times. So we'll tell you about him as well. And uh, a gold ring Adolf Hitler gave to Hermann Goering fetched £8,500 at auction. Incredibly rare, says the auctioneer. 
It's whether or not things like that should ever come up for auction in the first place. And the lottery chiefs have paid for ad boards and posters in Boston and Skeggy for their hunt for the £76 million winner. I mean, it's not like it's a million, is it? It's £76 million. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Bit of good news, bit of good news. Remember the other day we had the story of the of the town that was looking for Father Christmas and they wanted somebody to play Father Christmas and this woman said uh, she wanted to play Father Christmas. And they went, yeah, OK, you can, be, you can be Mummy Claus. And she went, no, no, I want to be Father Christmas. And I went, don't be so stupid, it's a man. It's a man. You can't have a woman playing a man's role. Delighted to report that the, uh, the council have decided that Santa Claus must not be portrayed by a woman. I think so too. Honestly, a more stupid thing I've never heard of. Critics of the idea in Newton Acliffe, County Durham, said it would be a bizarre case of political correctness. Members of the council's recreation committee have now rejected the recommendation from a subcommittee to allow women to be Santa at the parade. It's a male role, okay? It's a male role. Let's not pander to these these people. Speaking of being squeezed, says Phil. I was returning from Australia a few years ago with my daughter and it was getting closer and closer to take off. Daughter and I in, in a three-seat row. Just as I was thinking, yes, no one sitting next to me. An Australian boys rugby team got on and an enormous Aussie teenager squeezed himself onto the seat next to me. To be fair, very pleasant young man, although he didn't know where he was actually going. Not the sharpest chisel in the box. So there you go. What was the other story I quite liked? Oh, yes, there's this... Oh, Britain's most prolific burglar has died. And I thought he'd be fairly old. No, this one was 27. Found dead in a field. Uh, this one, uh, his name's Bradley Wernham. He stole items worth over a million before he was 18, but was spared jail after admitting to 17 burglaries and asking for 654 to be taken into account. Anyway, after police noted a 500% spike in burglaries, he was jailed for five years in 2010, found dead in a field on Wednesday. Death was unexplained, but not suspicious. So there you go. So no more burglaring from him, I don't think. However, over in uh, North Yorkshire, a lot of pub landlords are being warned to look out for a hard-drinking con man who racks up huge bills and then I say, I'm just going to go and collect the wife, and then disappears. He's driving a, uh, a Vauxhall, a blue Vauxhall Corsa. He's tall, large build, strawberry blonde hair, and in his late 20s. His latest bill was £195. He was throwing back the booze like there was no tomorrow. He did have food on this as well. A splash of cola is 65 pence in this place here. And uh, a vodka is... A vodka is £6. So he, he racked up this bill. He did have food. He had a steak pie. And then he just went on vodka, vodka, vodka. Uh, white Zinfandel. Uh, Mason's gin. Uh, then more vodka. And then a, then a fillet steak with pepper sauce, then more vodka, then a bottle of Prosecco, and then two, two Peronis. What's Peroni? Peroni is Italian beer. £10.20 an, an Italian beer is in this place. Unless it, perhaps you get more than that, I would think. Yeah, the other one is £5.10 for a Peroni. That also sounds very expensive. But anyway, he didn't pay for it anyway. He just got in the car and drove off. So the police have said, be very careful if anybody turns up. He'll be by himself. He's using the wife as an excuse. You know, I've got to go and see my wife and uh, then we'll be back in again, which is great. Here's the Syrian boy filmed being attacked, flooded with support since the footage emerged. And he said to everybody, thanks for everybody. Uh, the fund has hit £135,000 and uh, he greeted a crowd of around 30 outside the school in Huddersfield. Because bearing in mind, there were other people 
who were who were in on this thing as well. They were clapping and cheering as he was being so-called waterboarded. That uh, his father said, we're confident the school is taking it very seriously. But uh, this bloke, who we're now calling Jamal, so he can only be named as Jamal, says, I don't want to go to school anymore. And his family may sue uh, for telling followers that he was involved in an earlier attack. Not very nice, is it? Really not very nice at all. Uh, dear goodness sake, honestly. What else we got? We've got a teenager there. That was very, very interesting. Uh, also, the Tesco Christmas food collection ends tomorrow. I don't even know what that is. And um, please do not throw knickers at Michael Ball. He doesn't want people to throw knickers at him at all. Neil and Katya putting on a loved-up display at Macmillan's fundraiser. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to be honest with you, I wouldn't trust either of them. Don't like them at all. And uh, out on the town, again, Christine McGuinness, believing that she's somebody of any importance, as opposed to being an absolute nobody. You know, put some clothes on, dear, stop showing off, stay at home a little bit more, make it a lot easier. She says she eats more junk food than her husband uh, when her husband Paddy is about. And uh, as I say, she's so boring in The Real Housewives of Cheshire. I mean, you might as well just close it down. It's so dull, so dull. However, if you want a Royal Range Rover, which reminds me, Kerry Coketona's managed to get herself a new Range Rover, something like that anyway, and she was telling her fan, oh, look, I've got a new Range Rover, and then, then the fan writes back to her and goes, oh, you look absolutely amazing, you know, what is it you're doing now, and all the rest of it. I'm, I'm surprised with her history of drugs. She's allowed anywhere near vehicles. Seriously, I'm very surprised. I, I, I didn't think that if you had a history of cocaine and drug abuse, you'd be allowed to ever get a licence again. But uh, she's obviously got licence and she's got insurance. How she's affording it, I don't know. She's not working. Nobody's ever seen her doing anything. She's, a, she's always a little bit sort of, oh, I've reinvented myself. And I'm always thinking, you're so fake. You're so fraudulent. It's ridiculous. Running out of sprouts? I don't think so. I saw loads of sprouts in Paul Cooper's shop yesterday. There's loads of sprouts. Why are we running out of sprouts? You're not. And you can always get frozen. You can buy them fresh. You know, do them and then pop them in the, in the freezer. No, no shortage at all. Ridiculous. Farmers are warning that spuds, carrots, leeks and parsnips will be in short su- supply. Well, I've not noticed it. I've not noticed it at all. And if you want to buy the Duke of Edinburgh's car, it's up for sale. It's a, a Range Rover used by the Royals for two years, priced at 130000 with Auto Trader. Uh, Philip drove Michelle Obama in it and the Queen as well. Special features, including police emergency lighting and sidesteps, have been removed. Well, it's a shame. It's the only reason I'd want to buy it. Not 130,000. I, I could get a better car, I think, for 130,000. Even though it's it's the provenance. Even though it's the it's the provenance and it's got that sort of, oh, it was owned by the Duke of Edinburgh. Well, it was owned by the royal family. And so they put it up for sale. They don't like to lose money. They're very careful. Very careful with their money. Very careful. Uh, also, actor Dolph Lundgren. And uh, he's still in the fight after a boxing. I didn't even know he was still around. Still around. Because he had a bond with... Grace Jones, she's mad as a fruitcake. Absolutely mad as a fruitcake, Grace Jones. We all remembered her from the Russell Harty show from years ago where she was, uh, she'd had her interview and then he turned his back on her to talk to somebody else who was the other side and she hit him. Very silly little woman, very silly. But uh, the Christmas shopper here is Kelly Morgan. Her number was added, phone number, to every customer file in the UK and she was bombarded by stores across the country. Apparently, the mum of five had ordered mountain bikes for two of her kids, but she got a call every time staff wanted to tell a customer their item had arrived. <laughs> I love stories like that because it, it was, they always go, oh, it's absolutely awful. It's just ruined our life and everything else. 
It was like they had that uh, that bloke, didn't they, a short while ago, and um, he wanted Christmas cards from people at Christmas, but they got so much post that they had to try and separate it. It was bec- it was becoming the eternal nightmare. And here they are. It says Sneaky Snogger. Sean Walsh has been barred from the tour. So they've got a picture of Catcher and Neil in another fake bit. I mean, why don't you two just disappear and go away? You're boring the hell out of everybody in this country. Not remotely interested. You know, Catcher, keep her away from the booze. And uh, husband Neil, just keep him away. Makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Uh, also, um, this Stephen Prosser is the bloke. Um, he claimed he'd been pinned against the cabin. He's a self-employed civil engineer from Tony Pandy in Glamorgan. He said he was forced to take painkillers on this flight um, because he had to sit next to a 23-stone giant on a 12-hour uh, flight. But the Pontypri judge, Andrew Barcello, said there appeared to be no physical encroachment. And he said Mr Prosser already had a back problem and made it worse by not walking about during a Thailand to London trip. It's what you have to do now, isn't it? You've got to walk around. Apparently you're supposed to walk around on planes. I never do. You see people doing it think, oh, show off. Why don't you just go and sit down? They walk up and down. They do a little bit of stretching and exercising. And I think, oh, you show offs. Ghastly. Uh, apparently Christmas lights in posh Primrose Hill have been pinned down by the council bosses after they were called a death trap. Because uh, Joe Wood switched the lights on in the North London celeb enclave, but the Labour-run council tore them down after saying that they were a health and safety risk. Apparently, Labour councillor Adam Harrison said electric currents were jumping between these shoddily fixed-up lights, which were a death trap. Some people just don't want to do Christmas, do they? They just, they just don't want to enjoy it in the way that everybody else wants to enjoy it. Uh, also, footy boss Harry Redknapp's wife says she's embarrassed by his outpourings. Be grateful, love. Be grateful. Uh, also, they've got um, more here. Emily A. Tat reveals she failed her driving test. So not only unemployable, but thick at the same time. You know, honestly, the local council for the, for the, for the producer, Lewisham, have put plastic hazard barriers you get around roadworks, around the Christmas tree. What's that for? Is that just it's in case somebody trips over the tree? Oh, such mamby-pambies, aren't they? Oh, Lewisham, why don't you put, you know, save... Mind you, I suppose we've probably got the same in Trafalgar Square. You can't go and touch the tree, can you? Yeah, yeah it's just a fraction bigger. But uh, oh, I, I, we have a little thing around ours, but I think it's the base it's sitting in. You, you, you can actually touch our tree. I just want to see the lights on. Waiting for that, you know, waiting for God, I think. Uh, also, this year is set to be the fourth hottest on record, and didn't we know it? Didn't we know it? Wow. And what's the sexiest, steamiest show in town, apart from Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC? Yes, it is Magic Mike Live at the Hippodrome. It's, uh, it's, it's booked in for ages. And the question is, can blokes dancing in their pants really be that sexy? Rest assured, they can, writes Lindsay Clark. It's a, a show that's sort of taken it by storm. And they've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen hunky male dancers who take their, their tops off for anybody, really. And uh, they all seem to be enjoying it. Everybody's loving it. Sh- hugely popular for Christmas. Hugely popular. You know, to actually have a show like that. I think everybody absolutely loves it. And this blooming boa constrictor's still on the run. It's nine foot long. And... Um, they, they sort of showed it sliding off a car. Uh, the owner has admit it could be deadly. God, that's a cheering thought, isn't it? We worried about that the other day. 
We worried about it. We were going, you know, I wouldn't want to touch it at all. And here's a hooded knife man walking down the road carrying a Rambo blade as lawless Britain hits another low. This yob here, I don't know where he was, actually. He was in Hendon in North London at 1.15pm. I mean, how are these people allowed to walk around? These people have got, you know, perhaps their brain cell is out. They've got a picture of him. He's identifiable. But you can buy these zombie knives. They're, you know, they're 20 quid each. A 17-inch machete, 20 quid. It's as simple as that. Brian says, A few days ago, I received an invitation to attend the upcoming 30th commemoration of the Clapham Common Rail disaster. I was directly involved in helping to treat the most seriously injured passengers uh, in the operating theatre of St George's Hospital in Tooting on December the 12th. Most terrible day seared into my memory. I would think so too. Don't forget things like that, do you? I can remember, you know, when we've had bombs going off in London. I can remember, because I'm old enough to remember the, the Hyde Park bombings uh, and the horses lying dead in the road. And uh, these things you remember. You remember these things very, very well indeed. Uh, Ada, Ada Field, uh, a nobody, just married to, uh, to Robbie Williams. She's uh, apparently an actress. They've signed her up for Celebrity... Celebrity Apprentice, I think. It's another one of these dreary things. As if, you know, the real one wasn't boring enough. Now you've got some third-rate Z-listers on there. And there's some very odd people that they've signed up for it. Seriously. The, the showbiz entertainment correspondent from Good Morning Britain, Richard, they've signed... What for? I've got no idea. Kerry Coke-Tone has signed up for a dating programme. But there again, I mean, it's all fake, isn't it, really? But to put Ada Field on something, I mean, you know... As they say... As I say, I'm surprised they've not asked Anne Whittaker, but I don't think she could. Anne, would you... No, I won't. Would you like to just sort of put this ultra-skinny T-shirt on, dear? No, I won't. This panto... Oh, she'll be doing panto this year, won't she? She loves a bit of panto. Here she is. She's good fairy witty. Unfortunately, she's a rather bitter, twisted little woman. And so there's nothing good about it at all. I don't think so. Plus, I'll be telling you in a moment, the most influential movie of all time by scientists most influential movie of all time. How it's going to affect your life, I've got no idea. I've got the list of ten here. Got the list of ten. I'll give you those in a moment. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Welcome along to Friday, 30th of November. It's the uh, the last day of November. Tomorrow, we enter December. And that means you've got 25 days. Well, actually, you've got 24 days, because we don't really include Christmas Day. So what you have to do is try and get everything done. I suggest this weekend... I could be wrong, but I'm I'm thinking if you really want to get everything sorted, get it done. Otherwise, you're going to be panicking. You'd be rushing around on Christmas Eve going, I need to get this, got to get that. I mean, I think I'm sorted. I think I'm sorted. I might have to make some phone calls this weekend, but I'm sure we'll do it. Um, also, one in three of you want a solo Christmas. You don't want to be with anybody. One in three of you are quite happy to be by yourself at Christmas, home alone. Um, well, I don't know, actually. I'm always reminded by that lovely piece of television with Irene Handel when she appeared on, I think, TVAM years ago. She was a, she's a character actress from years ago. She died a long time ago. She, she turned up in all sorts of things. She was a little treasure. She turned up and they asked her about Christmas. And she had to admit that um, all her friends were dead. She didn't have any friends and she burst into tears. They didn't know what to do. So they went to the break. And uh, when they came back, they'd been inundated with offers where people saying... You know, she can come and spend Christmas with us. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen on television. You know, you feel like sort of saying, look, come and spend Christmas here. But of course, that isn't the answer. You don't know somebody. You can't invite them round there. 
And um, and she she said, no, all, all my friends are dead. So she didn't have anybody to go and spend Christmas with. But now it turns out that one in three of you want a solo Christmas. More than happy to watch the television. More than happy to uh, sort of just sit back. Some people don't. It's like, you know, all this crowd here going out this evening for curry and karaoke. Not for me at all. Not for me at all. They'll, they'll, they'll love it. They'll have a great time. And there'll be photographs and they'll all be sort of, woo-woo, you know, the typical Larry office party, which will be fantastic. You were talking earlier about towns that were built for workers. I was recently in the UK visiting Liverpool and took a trip to Port Sunlight, home of the workers making sunlight soap. It's delightful. And guess what his picture in the little museum? Cliff Richard. Picture taken nearly 60 years ago. And I emailed you earlier in the year when my husband was in hospital for some peculiar things. And um, I saw, for example, the, the kid and the mum taking out a potty for the kid to pee in in a crowded carriage. Sadly, my husband never regained consciousness. And I know you get lots of people saying how much it helps to listen to you. But uh, it's true. Oh, believe me, I, I never knock anything like that. I always think to myself, the radio is a, is a beautiful medium for people who have to get through something. And my mother always used to say to me, and this is where I get it from, she used to say the worst time, if you're suffering from bereavement, is the weekend and the early hours of the morning. That's the time where you feel most alone, and that's the time where the radio comes into its own. And uh, I like to think in a, in a certain way we're sort, of, we're sort of playing our little part in it. We're actually sort of making sure, because it is terrible. My mother used to hate the weekends, so I told you before, she used to go and foist herself on members of the family. So she was never there at the weekend. Always worked for her. Always worked for her. Why is a Hollywood legend plugging bread? Robert De Niro's wilting. But he has got three women, six kids, as if it was anything to do with us. You know, we don't sort of uh, decide what actually happens with sort of people's lives. That's why, you know, when, when you hear people talk about, oh, I'm getting divorced and all the rest of it, and they always go, there's nobody else involved. I always think to myself, I bet there is. I bet there is. You know, you sort of read stories of, of people online who are sort of splitting up and they're having to pay for their... Uh, for their divorce and all the rest of it. And you think, actually, you've not been entirely truthful, have you? Because everybody knows that you're having an affair with so-and-so, so-and-so. And that's it. They always say the same thing. They always go, oh, there's nobody else involved. Lies, lies, and then there's lies. Lord Sugar's boardroom gags may need to take on because in this new celebrity apprentice, Sam Allardyce, I know, just when he thought it was safe to come out the wardrobe, um... Boris Johnson's sister, that's Rachel Johnson. I like Rachel. She's nice, actually. Uh, Omid Jalili, Richard Arnold, he's well out of his depth. Well out of his depth. He's not intelligent enough for anything like that. Russell Kane, the unfunny comedian. I saw him on the television the other week, actually, in Sunday. I remember thinking then he didn't contribute. Kelly Hoppen, who's a designer. You don't know her. She, you do. She's got all frizzy hair. You'd know if you saw her. Uh, alongside Tamika Empson. Go on, tell me you don't know who Tamika you don't know who Tamika Empson is. She starred in EastEnders. Uh, she's a black actress, but I saw her first in that gay film, and I now can't remember. It's, um, uh, my beautiful something. I can't remember. But put in Tamika Empson because the film was great. It's one of the best films I've ever seen. I went to see the screening of it when it first came out. Here we go. She was Anna Cher. Beautiful thing. She was Leia Russell, the uh, the next door neighbour who loved Mama Cass. And it's a great film. Filmed at Thamesmead, working class area of South London. And it's got Glenn Berry in it as Jamie. And Linda Henry 
Fantastic. I mean, it's it's it, it's wonderful. Scott Neal is Stee. It's a super little film. It's a story of two sort of working class boys who end up um, as an item, and their mum doesn't know. But she's a really, she's a real switched on mum, a real switched on mum. If you're a young person who's going through something like that, then you know she is a switched on mum. She didn't care the fact they were gay. She really didn't care. It was and she followed them to find out and they go to a they go to a gay pub down in some part of London I can't remember it was a great film great film and I often wonder what happened to Scott Neal oh he turned up on the bill didn't he he turned up on the bill and uh, very good he was another was he Anna Share as well Jimmy's 40 now I can't believe he's 40 he was in EastEnders too and um, he's done loads of things Hollyoaks Emmerdale Great little actor, great little actor, although at 40, I feel almost embarrassed saying he's 40. They all stay the same age for us, don't they? Two musical theatre cabaret shows coming up at the Pheasantry in Kings Road, says Warren. Saturday the 15th, uh, Christmas at the Musicals, featuring from the World of Musical Theatre, Mario Frendo and guests. And then Sunday the 16th, They've got Broadway Meets West featuring Matthew Goodgame, currently starring alongside Bonnie Langford in 42nd Street. And uh, they've also got some cast members from 42nd Street, including Steph Parry, Pamela Blair and Hannah Amin. There you go. You should get Luke down. Luke's the good one. People keep going, is that Luke? Is that Luke? I don't know why we know Luke. We just know Luke, who's in the, uh, who's in the show 42nd Street. And it is my favourite musical, but we love The Pheasantry. In King's Row, that's a place. And I think you'll find, actually, Anita Harris has played the pheasantry. I'm pretty certain. She's my guest this week. Phil says, I remember, too, the bombings of London in the 70s and 80s. I remember late one night listening to LBC. As it happens, I was living in Harrow when it was like something had pushed the window slightly. Then LBC started reporting the bomb that had been detonated by Brent Cross. Trying to bring the overpass down, I realised it was the, the shockwave that had rattled my windows. And I was about six miles away. Different decades, different people. We seem to be scared of. Yeah. We get through it, though, don't we? We get through it. No matter how how bad something something is, there's always something, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, for a lot of people, this won't be a great Christmas. For a lot of people, this will be a very miserable time because you won't have loved ones around you, and that makes it very difficult. But the one thing you've always got, if you miss your loved ones, is you've got the memories. Nobody can take your memories away. Nobody. You know, good memories in different things. I can remember all the time, you know, after people had died, you know, you always go, do you remember when they did so? Oh, my God, they did that. And then they did this. And before you know where you are, you're embarking on that sort of long trail of memories. And that's that's the one good thing that we've got, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, right, we'll have more from the papers the other side of the news, including the insult to every rail user on the day that Network Rail savaged for the worst punctuality in 15 years. The ex-boss gets a CBE. And it's this on new publicity. New publicity at all. This is Mark Khan. Got this CBE from Prince William only two hours after the industry savage network rail for systematic failings. Oh, let's hand him out like Dolly Mixture, shall we? Mind you, as I say, I always remember Janet Street Port. I wouldn't accept, accept anything like that. I don't want that sort of... Oh, thank you very much indeed. I'll bend over and take the golden shilling. Honestly, hypocrites. Hypocrites, all of them. Dreadful. Right. What have we got? News at five coming up very shortly. Miriam Margulies filming the Christmas special of Call the Midwife. Turn the air blue. But she's known for, 
She's known for it. Seriously, I, I forgive Miriam Margulies everything. I think she's delightful. Absolutely. Uh, Jim's back in Neighbours. Despite dying 25 years ago, he's become a so much bigger star. The face of the Syrian refugee waterboarded by the so-called school bully. And the risk of heart problems for women who snore. Plus the bombshell, the email dossier, which could save Harvey Weinstein. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Welcome along. Friday, 30th of November. Do you know what tomorrow is? Apart from the first, come on, what do we do tomorrow? Come on, come on, come on, come on. No, not put the decorations up. Come on, what do we do tomorrow? No, not recover from a hangover. You're going to the football. That's what you think. (laughs) No, we open the first door on the advent calendar tomorrow. That's what we do. My friend Ian has reminded me of that. That's what we do. So if you've got an advent calendar at home, you open the first window. Or if you've got little drawers, and some people might have... Then you put a chocolate inside each one and you do one each day. Or you can cheat. Just open the drawer, eat the chocolate, put another one in there. Makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Yes. So that's what you do tomorrow. You open the... And you can put the decorations up and you can eat mince pies and you can have satsumas and you can have all sorts of exciting things. Although actually the... uh, What did I do the other day? I bought some little mini... Strangely enough, we were talking about little mini spring rolls, weren't we? And I bought a few the other day. There was buy, buy two, get one free in M&S. So I did that, which I thought was quite nice. But somebody said you can probably get them cheaper if you go to a frozen place like Iceland. But I haven't checked on their prices. But I should do, shouldn't I? Because I, I quite... I, so that's all I had to eat yesterday. I had little, little spring rolls, little duck spring rolls. Little tiny things they were. They're only about like two, three inches long, which were lovely. Drinking whilst pregnant harms one in six children. The answer, well, we've always known that. That's nothing new at all. And uh, the BBC warning staff about the risk of putting cheese in toasters. I mean, you can't believe they're that thick, can you? Do you think there really are some stupid people working for the BBC? Yep, 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 yep. Definitely, (laughs) definitely. Alan Carr says he's not wedded to booze. Because there's a lot of boozing went on on uh, on on his show. Oh, and also, if you have kids, the elf on the shelf arrives. So are you doing the elf on the shelf? So you can do your advent calendar... And you can do Elf on the Shelf. I don't have an Elf on the Shelf. Perhaps I should, I should definitely get one. I think, they're, they're, I think they're quite a good idea. I like it. I don't want, and I decided yesterday, I decided after I mentioned it on the programme, that I want a traditional tree. We should be getting our tree, I think, I think either today or tomorrow. I can't remember, actually. But uh, I don't know what size to get. Six foot or seven foot. Either way, it's going to have a lot of lights on it. A lot of lights. And that's, uh, that's the nice thing, isn't it? People like a Christmas tree adorned with light. I don't like to see a, a tree with only, you know, half a dozen lights on it. It's got to be a lot of lights. It's got to be dripping. And that's why the Covent Garden Christmas tree is the tree to end all trees. Don't believe me? You can probably Google it and see just how good it looks. It's, it's really, it's a spectacular tree. <laughs> and it must be grown here. It can't be a Norwegian because the Norwegian ones tend to be tall and thin. And why are they tall and thin? Come on. Why are they tall and thin? Because they're so densely packed together that they grow up to hit the light. So when they picked out the tree that they want to give to us over Christmas, they, they cut down all the trees around it so it gets light. So it sort of tries to grow a little bit bushy, but not as bushy as the one that's in Trafalgar, in, um, in Covent Garden. It's a beautiful tree. Absolutely beautiful tree. It really is lovely. Um, what else we got? Jim back in neighbour. Storm Diana roaring through. There's more of that to come, I'm afraid. That was a bit dreary, wasn't it? I didn't. I sort of walked down the ice street. You're hanging onto your hat because you know damn well that it's going to be blown off and you're going to look really ridiculous. Uh, the most influential film is this is from a scientist's point of view. It's a it's a very strange one, a very very strange one because I don't know. 
My my tree is still your tree, says Ian. Is that is that the, the tree you took out there? Is that the tree? Is that your little bit of home? Is that your bit of home? I love it. I've always wanted... You know, you go to these country houses for Christmas. People go and stay in big country houses. And they always have a huge tree, which is decorated beautifully. And you think, oh, that's really nice. That's really, really nice. I like that a lot. And you sit there and there's a roaring fire. And by the time you've finished having a couple of glasses of whiskey or something like that, your cheeks are all aflamed. Your cheeks are bright red because you've sat in front of the fire. I used to love it when we used to have a fire years ago. A real fire. Proper fire. And uh, you'd sit there and you'd have, to, you'd have to move away from it. It was so hot. But Storm Diana roars through. There's still a bit of a, a tail end there. Uh, also, uh, Rita, Aura. Never a day goes by where we don't have to suffer with the boring Rita. Almost as boring as, uh, as Victoria Beckham. Apparently she invented leopard print. No, she didn't. She's way down the line on that. Way down. Uh, the Diana dress sold in a junk shop. £200. £200. Nobody realised what it was. And now the person who's got it has worked out what it was, so they're putting it up for sale. Could fetch £100,000. It was worn by Diana. Also, the jailed pilot, ten times over the limit. But I thought these things fly each uh, themselves. I don't think they sort of... You don't need a pilot, do you? You've got a co-pilot. Oh, take off and landing, you need them. Can't they even land? They can land by themselves, though, planes now. Can't they? I'm sure they can. I'm sure the thing can take off and land. I'm sure it can take off and land. Don't shake. No, they can. I'm going to put money on it. I think a plane can land itself. I know the pilot's got to be there to do various manoeuvres, but I think basically the plane can land itself. You just flick a button called Land Yourself. And it and they go... And then you kangaroo across the runway and uh, and sort of... And it's lovely. And they do so. They do so. My car's automatic, but I've got to be there. But I, th- I think planes land themselves. Otherwise, what's the point of being up there? And they go, the plane's flying itself. Where's it going to go? It's not going to the moon, is it? It's just going to float around among the clouds. You know, how it stays up there, I'll never know. I haven't quite worked that out. Because once you've got up, you have that big surge and then it takes off and you go up and up and up and up and up. And I'm swallowing like mad, like that, to try and not, not let your ears go. And then you're above the clouds and all of a sudden the engines go quiet. And the stewardess goes, tea, coffee. You know, and then you get all that kind of stuff going on and it just appears to be coasting. Perhaps it's floating. Perhaps it's floating up there. Doesn't need... Oh, right. Doesn't need as much... We're all experts around here this morning. Doesn't need as much thrust. Yes, magical our era. Who needs James O'Brien? Go blimey, ten past five in the morning you can get the same sort of thing for free. For free. You don't. Need, we actually make up the questions for you. You know, how does an aircraft stay up there? Wire. It's suspended on wires. OK, that's what it is. God is holding the wires of all the aircraft and he just moves them around. And you think that you're getting to a different country. No, he's spinning the earth so that they bring the country to you. So the plane doesn't actually fly anywhere at all. So it doesn't need it. It's just it's not th- that's being silly, isn't it? It's not Thunderbirds at all. And Angela Merkel's plane broke down. Hi, Angela. Oh, sorry, Angela. I thought it should be spelled Angular. A-N-G-U-L-A-R, judging by the, some of the balmy spellings we're getting at the moment. I do like a plane, though. I quite fancied the one the other day that that uh, celebrity had, Kim Kardashian, which had uh, a couple of bedrooms in it. The idea of actually getting onto a plane and actually being able to lie down on a bed and just wait till you get there. What a brilliant idea. I think it's called travelling first class, <laughs> which I have done a few times. But not all. I tend not to sleep. I mean, I can sleep on planes. I don't have any problems sleeping on planes. It's just that, you know, you like to have a, a bit of room to do it. 
little bit of room to do it. Uh, 102,000 NHS jobs left vacant as winter looms. And uh, 5,000 diabetics to be put on soup and shake diet by doctors. Oh, God. Soup and shake. Soup and shake. And here's uh, Jamal, the Syrian refugee who was waterboarded by, let's just call him a thug. Shall we? That's it. You know, why anybody would want to do that to somebody and have it filmed and have it filmed, you know, as if he thought he was being particularly clever. Unfortunately for him, it's it's backfired completely. Jamal ends up with £130,000 for a new life. That will provide him with a new life. He's been here as a as a refugee for, for two years now. And uh, the uh, the daughter was attacked as well. I noticed that the family's uh, solicitor... Oh, God, I hope they're not going to be after all the money and things like that. Solicitors don't come cheap, do they, nowadays? But uh, the fathers reacted very emotionally. They don't want their children going to that school anymore. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. All the school children standing around laughing because some boy has water poured over his face as he's held down by a bully. You know, I tell you what, let's take the bully and go and dump him in Syria. Let's leave him there. Take the old bloody family, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Lies taint the case against Weinstein. Lawyers for Harvey Weinstein have called for the case against him to be thrown out, claiming they have pl- proof of police corruption and evidence that accusers lied. Dear. It's one you can read in the uh, in the papers today. Declan Donnelly with his uh, with his new daughter. And uh, so they're, they're out there, him and the wife, Isla. Sorry, Ali. Uh, his daughter's called Isla, isn't he? <laughs> and uh, they all seem to be doing quite well. But her, her parents, this is Holly Willoughby's, Brian and Lynn jetted in from the UK. And uh, they're just she's just having a nice time. And she doesn't need to do anything. Some of, the, some of the outfits she's wearing are a bit ghastly, it has to be said, and they look terribly expensive. And uh, revealed the secrets of Meghan Markle's heritage, Maltese. Apparently they moved to the island before heading to America, her Irish ancestors. They've got a picture of them, George and Mary. I love early pictures of people and their families. They look so, so great. They really do. But in the world of toasters, there are a few simple rules. Among them is the simple guidance. They're chiefly for sliced bread, occasional bagels and perhaps the odd crumpet. Health and safety signs have appeared in the main canteen at BBC headquarters in London, warning eaters to be more sensible. Somebody used it to toast cheese. Some really thick, dim person. It'll probably be one of the editors, won't it? They'll generally be a bit stupid. Presenter Tina Dahili says, uh, following an incident last week when someone attempted to put cheese on toast through the toaster, can we remind you of the following? Only plain sliced bread, bagels and muffins, or bagels. Failure to observe this may activate the smoke and fire alarms, resulting in an evacuation. The BBC declined to comment. <laughs> Dimbos. 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 Should we, put, should we put cheese in the toaster? What? What stupid person would do that? Evacuation of Grenfell, we're now told, could have taken just seven minutes. It, uh, it didn't, unfortunately, and we know the, uh, the end result. Uh, Fiona Bruce is going to take over question time. They say, we haven't had this confirmed, this is just pure speculation, but they've not mentioned anybody else, so it probably could be. And uh, David Dimbleby doesn't accept salary-enhancing commercial engagements. Fiona Bruce earns up to £15,000 a time as a celebrity hostess. If she's confirmed in the question time job and paid the same as Dimbleby, about 400000 is there a danger that such freelance hostessing could reduce QT's prestige? Well, 15 so acting as a celebrity hostess. What's that mean? Is that like doing raffles and stuff like that? 
Either way, £15,000. She's not really worth it, is she? I don't think so. Is anybody worth that? No. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head who I'd like to see. Like to see... Well, no, I don't know, actually. Well, I don't know. Uh, the most influential film ever. This is a really bizarre. I'll bring you this one in a moment because it's very strange, actually. And it's a rating based on computer analysis of fans' views. Oh, God. Sounds tedious already, doesn't it? But I'll bring it to you in a moment. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. £100,000 for a dress. Are they really worth that much money? Yes, they are, if they've got the name Diana. Christmas trees today, two, says my friend Christopher. Two today. One for the front window, one for the living room. Both from Windsor Great Park, as usual. We love going there, seeing all the rangers and the groundsmen gathered around their blazing brazier, chainsaws in hand. The only downside to all of it is how quickly it seems to come around every year nowadays. It, it, it gets shorter and shorter. shorter. Two Christmas trees. I'm a big fan of two Christmas trees. I expect tweeted photographs, please, as soon as they're up. Uh, how tall? How tall are they sort of seven-foot trees, six-foot trees? Because you, you can't have one where it sort of bends over at the top, can you? And uh, so I'm thinking of a, I'm probably a six-foot Probably a six-foot tree, I would think. And uh, lights on it? About 7,000. I think 7,000. But you see, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. It's just a big box of lights. And they're little tiny LEDs. So it doesn't seem... I promise you, it doesn't seem like that much. Uh, They're not necessarily all... Yes, I mean, there's not huge gaps between them. But, you know, 7,000. I wanted 10,000 in one of the boxes, but they'd sold out of those ones. It was just an empty box while they were demonstrating them. Otherwise, I'd have bought them. I bet Neil's bought those ones. bet Neil's bought it. David in Crouch End says, I don't like planes at all. I'm a bag of nerves before boarding. Worst part is the taking off when you've gone past the point of no return. See, that's the bit I like, David. I love it when you sit there and he's lined up and then all of a sudden somebody goes, put your foot down, mate. And he puts his foot down and you hurtle down the runway. And then the front lifts a little bit and then the rest of it follows. Generally speaking, uh, he says, however, when I went to Belfast last July, it was a beautiful day and I had a window seat and it was great looking down on Liverpool and the Wirral and the Isle of Man, too. Whilst uh, above the clouds, it was like floating through a sea of ice cream. However, a bumpy landing. But I was glad to get off, pinching myself to make sure I was still alive. They do it all the time. Very rarely do planes crash. Seriously. And always sit at the front. Always sit at the front, which is sort of it's better. It's better. You, and also, or failing that, just go near, near the toilets. I would say, if you're near, near the toilet, I mean, I'd, I, I can be quite happy. Six foot for the window, eight foot for the living room tree. That's what Christopher's got. White and coloured lights twinkling. Oh, kids will love it. Kids will love it. How exciting. I love it. There's something about it, isn't it? A real Christmas tree, and then you've got a base to put it in, presumably. Actually, if you've got a base that takes water, you need to feed them water. It's a living thing. It can, it can dry out fairly quickly. But uh, I like it. As long as it's cold, it will keep it as well. So trees outside last even longer, which is lovely. Oh, good luck with those today. We expect to see photographs on uh, on Monday morning. That's what I'm expecting to see. 84850, uk. Foreign holiday ban on dads who skip child maintenance. It's a good idea. It'll never, in, never be enforced, will it? They'll never manage to do that, even though they actually go, oh, yeah, I could definitely do that. Uh, also, uh, Storm Diana whipping up a storm. And uh, what have they got here? I love seeing all the pictures of, of all the stuff they've got. Sea salted caramel truffles in hat box. two ninety nine from Lidl. Plus they've got salted caramel or coconut and biscuit milk chocolate bar. We were eating this one. I wasn't. Nerds. Have you heard of nerds? They've all heard of them. Even 
Yes, even Scottish boys heard of nerds. And what flavour were your ones? What flavour were they? Did they? Were they nice? Watermelon and cherry. It's a double box, isn't it? And uh, I bought them the other day, and I remember thinking, I think they're quite nice. I don't know what they are. They're just bits of sugar, aren't they? Is that all they are? I'm, I don't, I've never even looked on the box. Have you not tried them? Somebody will nick them. You know what people are like? Oh, it, it, will, it will have gone straight away. Uh, oh, white and coloured lights twinkling, never flashing. What's the difference? Never twinkling. Uh, sorry, twinkling, never flashing. Oh, it's a soft, is it a soft fade in and out? Or all of a sudden your tree goes from blue to red to green and yellow and then back to blue again. Oh, right. I don't want anything going too fast. Some of mine are a little bit fast flashing. I could probably slow them down, but to be honest with you, I can't be bothered. Uh, don't give me a speed ban. I have to do a school run. Uh, this is a Leeds Rhino player. Amazing, actually, isn't it? You know, the amount of... This is the wife of a rugby star. Talked herself out of a speeding ban after claiming he'd have to quit his job and do the school run if she lost her licence. I'm sorry, have you heard of taxis, dear? Honestly, the excuses these people come up with. She was caught doing 48 in a 40-mile-an-hour zone in her luxury Jaguar. Well, that's all right. You see, I don't know, eight miles an hour over the speed limit. That's ridiculous. But um, he'd have to quit his job and do the school run. Well, sorry, don't you have friends who can help you, dear? Or perhaps you don't have any friends at all. She's been, she's been caught speeding, and uh, she's got to be £115, and she's been given three more points. But also, these people, what an excuse... You know, you go, I'm sorry, if I lose my licence, he'll have to, you know, stop his job to take the kids to school. Well, that's just ridiculous. Have you heard of buses? God, blimey. £18 million will not change us. £76 million's not going to change me, but it's not mine, I'm afraid. But this this couple here, lotto winners, give most of it away and still live in a semi. It's £18 million. What are they going to do with it? They're nearly coming up to 90 Still nice to have, though, isn't it? I mean, you can have anything you want. You can literally have anything you want. You can go and live in a in a hotel on Lake Como and just sit there and watch the world go by. Oh, dear, how wonderful. How lovely. Happy birthday today. Lorraine Kelly is celebrating. She's 59. Uh, she celebrated 30 years on morning TV last month. Beating you. I've done 40. I've done 40. But uh, she dreamt of being a fighter pilot. Described by Piers Morgan as an iron fist in a fluffy glove. Oh, she's supposed to be tough as old boots. We've had stories about producers who've, uh, who've fallen foul of uh, Lorraine Kelly. Also, Gary Lineker is 58. Oh, Dullsville. Dullsville. He earns up to £1.76 million a year. Sorry, £1.76 million. Yeah, £1.76 million. It just sounded an awful lot of money for a moment, didn't it, really? Jonathan Swift was born on this day in 1667. Famous for Gulliver's Travels. Winston Churchill was born on this day in 1874. Passed on. In 65, he's estimated to have drunk two bottles of champagne a day. Two bottles of champagne a day. Didn't do him badly, did it, really? He once said the essentials of life were hot baths, cold champagne, new peas and old brandy. Not sure about the peas bit, but uh, the rest of it sounds OK, doesn't it? And uh, also, what have we got here? Um, the film Gandhi had its premiere in 1982. And the first serving US president to visit Northern Ireland in 95 was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was there. Jan Moyer is talking about the, uh, the grandmother from Scarborough. I missed this story. I don't know where it came from. Who planned to charge her family 30 quid ahead for Christmas lunch. Hayley Garbutt explained on ITV's this morning that she asked for help with the bill because she was fed up spending more than £500 on her extended family. Do you know, th th this morning will put any old 
person on there. They put somebody on the other day because she's a weirdo. She wants to go and marry a convicted killer in America. So they put her on there as if she's some sort of celebrity. Mad as a fruit box. Absolutely. But um, uh, another one here reminds me of a friend, says Jan, who was delighted to be invited to a country wedding before he was told there'd be a £35 charge to attend the evening marquee reception. Expressing surprise, he was told, but we've hired a jazz band. Yes. He said, but, you know, two Tia Marias, double sprouts and an extra slice of cake, that comes to £37.52. Who charges people? Wasn't there somebody a short while ago who appeared on the small... Uh, appeared on... Yes, it was on This Morning. Yeah, This Morning's the one with Pip Schofield, isn't it? And it was a woman who'd, who'd sent her little child to a friend's place and her shoes had got scuffed and she wanted to sue the friend for a new pair of shoes. I mean, another one dim as a plank. Honestly, my daughter's going to be a model. No, she's not. No, she's not. These people, they're mad as fruitcakes. They really are. I love it. I love it. Uh, also, um, expel students behind the boozy initiations, says the father of a tragic bar crawl boy. You watch yourselves tonight going out there on these... But they'll be going to a bar crawling and then they'll be attempting to sing songs. Well, half of them can't sing. Half of them can't sing, but they're going to a karaoke bar. God, it's your worst nightmare. You're behind the bar and in they come. The LBC Corral. Oh, and down a waterfall, wherever it may take me. <laughs> what will be the most popular song? Hi-ho, silver lining, or sweet Caroline. Well, which one? Sorry. Which one? Of... And I would walk one, that, no, 500 miles, and I would walk 500 more, just to be the man I thought I'd be. Da-da-da-da. Well, they sing that in karaoke. Is that still done at karaoke? OK, so that's one song out of ten of you. What else is going to be sung? What other? Bit of Bruce Springsteen. Born in the USA. Some Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Little old wine drinker me would be very appropriate, won't it? And I did it my way. Also very popular. And now the end is near. If only it was. And... Uh, yeah, ain't that a kick in the head? Yeah, that's good. That's quite nice. Bit of an old standard. Could you do Africa by Toto? That's one of my fairly popular ones. I like that. I think we should do Africa by Toto. I see the drums echo in the night. I was watching that choir on that, I tell you, it just gets me going every time, but I have no interest in singing it myself. And then, You could do some carols as well, couldn't you? Seeing as we're heading into Christmas, Hark the Herald Angels Sing with Descant. I mean, come on, you, even you must know the Descant. Do you know the Descant? Hark the Herald, where it goes into the uh, into the last verse, which goes, every singing, da, 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 and you're singing, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, Hail the Son of Righteousness, Light and life to all he brings, Risen with healings in his wings. There, that one. I'll come and do that bit for you. I'm very good. Yeah. That's not, I quite like the desk camp versions. You're right, please don't sing. You can't sing. OK, you're out of tune. I make a big deal about it. It's supposed to be in a choir, but yeah, I think if you just la la at the back, you should be okay. Just don't don't try and join in and think it's all about you. Uh, one wee tree we had about three foot, just about made it through Christmas, and after Christmas, we just stuck it in the ground in the back garden. Thirty years ago, it's still resplendent, thirty foot plus, and it's still got the fairy stuck on top, albeit looking a bit jaded. Said Mike. Fairies do look a bit jaded after Christmas, don't they? They never quite make it. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a pretty nice to be company. What's the date today? 30th. 
Why is it I've got a delivery out from uh, from Amazon? They said expected by the 29th of, of November. Lies, lies, more lies. Where is it? It's not anywhere. It says expected. It's been dispatched. Somebody's half inched it. Somebody's nicked it. You could just tell, can't you? It should have arrived yesterday. Now here we are into the next day and it's still not blooming well turned up. Very naughty. I, li- I don't like things like that. They need to check these things very carefully. So expected by the 29th, no. And it's very expensive. So generally the sort of thing that gets missing, isn't it, really? I've had stuff before go missing, you know, which is a little bit worrying. I'm getting very absent-minded, said Howard. I went out wearing my sporran, forgetting the kilt. This case comes up next week at the local magistrates. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to keep in your sporran. You're supposed to put your packet of fags, I suppose. Something like that. I don't know what people keep in, in sporrans. Uh, 84850 steve at uk. Do you know, I had no idea that Gillian Lynn, the choreographer, had died. I don't know how I missed that, whether I was away or something. I've really got no idea. But yesterday, uh, they had a, a memorial service with Peter Land, uh, her uh, husband and an actor, Patrick Stewart, and the broadcaster Annika Rice. Michael Ball went as well. But I had no idea that she'd passed on. She'd been in here. She'd... Great, but I, really, I, I'm quite shocked by that. I don't normally miss these these sort of things, but occasionally you do. And occasionally you have to sort of go, well, when did that happen? When did that happen? Alan Carl says, I'm not wedded to booze, which is which is good news. If you can go dry for a little bit, then that's, that's, that's always a good thing as well. Also, the wife claiming innocence in a murder trial, a British expat facing the death sentence. She said, I was terrified my violent husband would kill me. This is a lady called Samantha Jones. She's living in a, in a dirty, crowded cell at the moment. And um, uh, her, uh, somebody here, Sangeet Kaur Dio, on the allegation says Samantha was, not, uh, was the victim, not John. He beat her regularly. That's the problem, isn't it, with things like this? But she could face the death penalty. Uh, let's hope that uh, common sense prevails in the end. Uh, thank you for making me giggle this morning, Steve. You made me remember my brother's Christmas tree. He bought a real one. And on Christmas Eve, all that was left was a skeleton. He had to throw it out. I know. I was left with a twig in a pot. Because the heating was up so high. Every day I'd come back and there'd be a little bit more. And I started having to walk uphill to get to the Christmas tree, which is not so good. And uh, adorable name you have. Unlike ABCD. Did you say we were running out of veg? Well, that's what they've said now. There's, there's no shortage, believe you me. No shortage. If Paul Cooper's got fully stocked shelves, there's fully stocked shelves. It's as simple as that. Steve, when the producers go out for their curry and karaoke, will they dress up? No, Jan. No. Are you dressing up? What are you wearing? What do you mean dressing up? As what? What, dressing up as a... All right. What, dressing up as a Christmas character or something? What, walking through London to get to Brick Lane? You're not going to survive, are you? You're going to be a target. For every group of people going, what's that? They go, it's a snowman with a kilt on. It's not right, is it? You can hold your... Oh, OK, well, that's good. So he, he, he isn't, isn't worried about that. Will they all be wearing Santa outfits or pantomime dames? There'll be a few dames in there, Jan. Take my word for it. Steve, I've noticed recently Amazon delivery is getting worse. E.g. next day delivery taking three days. Same day delivery coming the next day. Yes, Which Surrey town has a statue of H.G. Wells? I don't know. Which Surrey town does have a statue of H.G. Wells. Or is it H.G. Wells or the Martian, Paul? I don't know. Uh, had you in bed in the shower this morning via the iPhone app, then you'll be with me at work till 7, says Matt, the straight trucker in Devon. The statue's in... Wo- was it in Woking? Oh, right, I know Woking. Well, I don't know it that well, but I, I do know I do know Woking. Uh, Steve, I've just sneakily opened the first door on my advent calendar. There was a little bailiff stood there. 
Don't open the calendar. You're not supposed to open it till tomorrow. Really, that's bad luck. That's seriously bad luck. You don't want to do stuff like that. Oh, it's true, honestly. Oh, there could be all sorts of disasters for you. All sorts of disasters. But, uh, oh, do you know, I never have. I always talk about the advent calendars. I'm the only one who never has one. I've never had an advent calendar. Nobody's ever bought me one, apart from when I was little and we had one in the, in the house, but that was it. It'd be a fight to get to it. Fight to get to it. <laughs> just so people could sort of say, oh, I got to the advent calendar first. There was always a little chocolate about it. Well, failing that, it was just a little, a little sort of picture of somebody. I was quite happy with that. Quite happy. Steve, I love the way Eddie conducts his radio show. Very good listen and well-versed. Definitely one of the, uh, the top ones, an asset to LBC. I, I've never met him. I don't know anything about him at all. Is this Eddie, Eddie Meyer? Uh, yes. I believe he's got a popular show. I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm borderline bed. He sometimes sends me podcasts over and I have a, I have a quick listen, just to make sure. Best. Eddie Meyer. Yeah, Meyer is, it means best. So I use that because I am, I'm uh, able to speak the French language. And so it's Eddie Meyer. Just to make it more interesting. Just to make it more interesting. I saw him the other day, actually. I saw him when I saw Ian Dale, who was sort of sitting at the end of the room. I wasn't sure if he'd been naughty or he was just sitting at the end of the room, full stop. Uh, the man who attacked a female PC released early from jail. Never understand things like that. Never understand that. And, 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 and. The PM faces an uphill fight as voters snub her good Brexit deal claim. This is the mirror, so you would expect that, wouldn't you? Tesco boosts the e-car charge. Tesco with Volkswagen are to install nearly 2,500 charging bays at 600 stores. It's a good idea, isn't it? So you can use it for free. Wish I could plug my car in and charge it up for free. That'd be quite nice. That'd be quite nice. And, um, bam, 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 bam. What was the other one? Oh, yes, disabled drivers. You've got to be careful with your blue badges because you're being targeted by free parking scammers. 45% the theft of blue badges has gone up just in the past year. And by 547%, local government associations said councils are cracking down. 1,215 were prosecuted in the past 12 months. Thieves and fraudsters uh, using them illegally are robbing disabled people of their independence. Yes, if ever you see anybody using it illegally, you must report it. You really must, because it's, it's you know, it's they, 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 these people aren't disabled. I see people all the time. Costco's worse. At Costco, you see people using it. They're more than able to wheel trolleys about and everything else loaded with the heaviest items you've ever seen. Terrible. Uh, so, um, the diabetic... Patients, uh, 5,000 of them, are going to be given this diet, and it's an 800-calorie-a-day liquid diet for three months. I quite like the idea of that, but the trouble is every so often you're going to have to change, aren't you? I don't have a problem with 800 calories. They, they want uh, diabetic patients, type 2, to lose a kilo. That's what they want. And uh, Kit Harrington looks strangely reminiscent of Bobby Ball, unveiling his new look. Uh, Bobby Ball is now an, an actor. In fact, Harrington plays a screenwriter in True West, which opens next month at the Vaudeville Theatre on the Strand. We go past it all the time. Either the Vaudeville or the Vaudeville. You can call it either or either. Makes no difference. Uh, every resident of Grenfell Tower could have fled the fire in seven minutes if they were told to leave as soon as it took hold. An expert has said the stairwell was safe for over an hour. Unfortunately, many people lost their lives there because... Uh, the information was not forthcoming. Uh, the Michael Ball story is in a lot of the papers today. He's, uh, he's also lost two of his Tibetan terriers. They passed away within 18 months. 
poor soul. Neil and Katya Jones are turning out to be the most boring couple ever since uh, uh, Ola Jordan and her dreary husband turned up. They were very boring as well. And Christine McGuinness, they say she's a reality star. No, she's not. Just another one of those people, you know, chipping in on a programme about Cheshire and their dull existence. Seriously, they've got more, more Looney Tunes characters on that one than I've ever seen. But the Tower of London Yeoman set to strike in a row over pensions. They've got a beef on. They're called beefies, as you know. But uh, other tower workers, plus staff at Hampton Court Palace, Kensington, are to be balloted over strikes. First time in 55 years. Wow. GMB's union's Mick Ainsley says Historic Royal Palace's charity, which manages the sites, has gone back on promises made when the scheme closed down to new members in 2002. Oh, don't go on strike. Then you have to close them down. If you haven't got any people there, you have to close the places down. That won't be good, will it? Not a good idea. Plus, 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 who's going on live tour? This is the X Factor. Already, they've not finished the X Factor. Already, they've decided who's going on the live tour. Scarlett Lee, whoever. Dalton Harris, no idea. Anthony Russell, not a clue. Danny Tetley, definitely not. Shan Aiko, Brendan Murray, Acacia and Aaliyah. And Bella Penfold, plus live host Becca Dudley. I've never heard of any of those people. Who are they? And they're on The X Factor. Well, you live and learn. You live and learn. Also, Harry Leslie Smith, who died on Tuesday uh, after a mercifully short stay in hospital. He was 95. Um, One of the columnists, Roswin Jones, says here, I thought he would go on forever. He should have been in London this week uh, on his way to Calais to continue his tour of refugee camps. And we had planned to share a sherry and to continue plotting the downfall of the establishment. But uh, he, didn't, he didn't make it. He got to 95, bless his heart. Uh, also, who's had a picture of Amber Rudd? And uh, Lucy Akdemir, who's in tears. She's on the phone to uh, Roswyn Jones. The reason she's on the phone is because she's facing a Christmas cancelled by Universal Credit. But for the past year, her severely disabled dad, Alan has been paying to buy a hamper for her young family so they don't have to spend the festive season at the food bank. Where do these people come from? They just go to... Do we have a food bank round here? I'm not even sure if we've got one round here. I'm sure we shall find one at some sort of place. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. Ron says I'm renting out my drive for some rugby fans tomorrow. You reckon the going rate is 40 quid? No. No, you can get uh, 15.20. It depends how near you are. Depends how near you are, but no, 15, 15 to 20 should be about average for renting out a drive. But we haven't got rugby tomorrow, have we? We've got more rugby. Good Lord above, honestly, it's never ending. Uh, Steve, I think you should get an advent calendar this year, because like everything else, the days are numbered, says Ian. Thank you. Who's in Somerset. And now, Steve, says, David, you got me slightly paranoid. I ordered a laptop from Amazon. Supposed to be delivered yesterday. Should I be worried? Well... When they say it should be delivered, it's out on the lorry. It's it's tagged in. If it doesn't arrive with you, something's gone. I've lost a couple of things from Amazon before. And uh, we all know we put it down to. We put it down to thieving. Because people, you know, sometimes they leave the vans open or something like that. Uh, Steve, it is the time for online orders to go missing. Delivery companies hire subcontract and agency drivers to meet the requirements from Black Friday. And there's a rugby at... There is rugby at Twickenham. Uh, not England, though. It's not, a, it's not a big game. Is it a little game? Little game. The Barbarians against Argentina. Well, how lovely. How lovely. I don't, have we played Argentina before? I don't know. I suppose we might have done. Uh, interesting your comments. 
about, I love everyone, Lorraine. Oh, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful. Listen, always work on the assumption, the nicer somebody is on the television, the darker the other side is, because you've, you've got to be tough to get there. And uh, I'm led to believe she's, she's quite tough. You don't mess with her. And uh, you're lovely, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful. You imagine her going home, letting off steam. No, I should imagine she does it in the studio. <laughs> Throws darts at pictures of the Z-list as she's just interviewed. I mean, some of the some of the things is, is quite dreadful, actually. Uh, Darren in Perth. Yes, that would be that person. Uh, Nicholas says, sorry for being late on parade. No, I'm sorry, you're barred now. There's no good, listen, there's no good turning up late. We start at four. Four is when the spike hits. Still runs through till seven, so we're doing all right. But, you know... I don't want any apologies for being late on parade. Uh, did you get time to listen to Matt Cardle's current single, Nobody, and his cover of Frankie Goes to Hollywood's classic, The Power of Love? Play a bit of Nobody, official video, YouTube, as I can't put it in words. Amazing. Well, we'll have a look at it for later. It has to go before the committee. You know what it's like on this programme. There's so many people who have to, have to decide different things. Talk about the X Factor live tour, and you said the name Danny Tetley. If you can remember, he was the guy who was supposed to be Monty's nephew in Benidorm when he sang on stage. I've never seen Benidorm. I've already said I've, I've never seen Benidorm at all. I know what it is because obviously I've read little bits and pieces in the newspaper, but I've never actually, never actually watched it. It just doesn't appeal to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Something about it. <laughs> oh, dear. So still, it's still the best story of the morning. A woman in America whose daughter is... Uh, it's actually written down on her ticket as A-B-C-D-E, but it is, in fact, pronounced uh, Absity. Absity. Uh, that's the way it goes. But, uh, as I say, slightly peculiar. And she complained because the airline staff laughed at her. Seems fair enough, doesn't it, really? It's an American spelling. Or, I've never heard of that before. A-B-C-D-E. Why on earth you'd want to sort of call your poor child that? I've got no idea. Uh, high-flying footy star Sergio... Aguero, set to buy one of the highest properties in Britain. Where is this? It's a 65-storey apartment block being built in Manchester. Oh, what's the point? Well, they build it in London. We've got all the high... Is it... Oh, he plays... Oh, right, he's playing. But apparently it's... Um, the ambitious project would cost him around £4 million. So it's obviously a dead cheap development. £4 million. Good God, you want a super penthouse. There's, there's a, one in a hotel in London, the Corinthian, 20000 a night, and he's spending £4 million. <laughs> He earns 13, 13 million a year. Oh, he hasn't got much money lying around, then has he, poor old soul? He scored more than 150 goals for City. He currently lives in Alderley Edge in Cheshire. That's Chav country. That's where all those Chavy, Chav, Chavs come from. You know, the ones who appear on the... Uh, the original Housewives of Cheshire, a bigger bunch of meows uh, you've ever found in your entire life. They really are. They're so naff. They don't really have threepence to rub together. They all pretend that they've got loads and loads of money, but they haven't. Christine, what's her face? I mean, her husband's just uh, an average television presenter. I don't know what she does half the time. Uh, popped into F&M, uh, says Simon, to get some uh, Creed Aventus. The guy there said, we have to hide the bottle as it's stolen on a daily basis. Not surprised at £250 a bottle. Very expensive, very expensive. Steve, yesterday Amazon left my delivery on the doorstep and I was unaware until I left work. Somebody could have pinched it. Actually, luckily in your case, they didn't. They didn't. Some friends of mine who live 100 yards uh, from Twickenham Stadium rent their drive out for over 400 to somebody who sells food on the drive. Well, that's, that's quite normal. That's quite normal. Because you're you're selling you're selling it to a, a company who's selling burgers and stuff like that, and I should imagine they would make the best part of a thousand pounds easily. 
I would think, because all the fans have got to walk past them. If he's with 100 yards from Twickenham Stadium, I know exactly where it is, and I would think you could probably get £400. But if you're just parking a car, that's, uh, that doesn't do anything at all, does it, really? Uh, also, um, 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 uh, a school head is being investigated over his performances as a saucy drag act. What's the matter with that? Why shouldn't a school head want to go out as a, as a drag act? He, he dubs himself the bitch with the itch. Um, uh, videos of his act have been shared among pupils at uh, the school where he works at, including one clip in which he lifts his dress to expose his groin. Oh, dear. But, uh, but they have, they, the Great Yarmouth Community Trust, which runs the school, says, we don't believe the two jobs are incompatible and agreed with Mr Livingstone. Um, clear guidelines with Ofsted are satisfied with the separation of roles. So you can be a drag queen and you can uh, be a school head. It's just a little bit embarrassing when the school pupils find all the uh, all the little bits and pieces. Uh, shivering my way through the show this morning, category A-man flu. Have paracetamol, but asking myself, what would Steve Allen do, says Declan. Steve Allen would uh, would stay in bed. Steve Allen would stay in bed. But Steve Allen, touch wood, doesn't have any uh, any man flus at the moment. Have you noticed that poor old Robbie Williams is fading into the background? The wife is pushing herself further and further forward. You know, yet nobody had ever heard of her till she married him. And he has gone down the waterfall. She, of course, is sitting on the top, pushing him down the waterfall. Because um, on her time on the show, she uh, she says, I honestly didn't know if I would change anything. Who is she? Who is she? Just Robbie Williams' wife. And, uh, and that's about it. But um, he's going to be opening the live show by performing his greatest hits. This is Robert. Oh, God, you're going to have to suffer with that. Have to suffer with that. That's a bit dreary, isn't it? Uh, finalists will get two collaborations this week. Uh, Dalton and Emily, Anthony and Tom, and Scarlett and Robbie. Oh, no idea who Scarlett is. Who is she? Scarlett. Somebody. Pff, no idea. No idea. So I'm looking at the... Well, whether or not to take that are going to be... Oh, he's going to be set to be right. He would take that. Oh, God. That's the only thing poor old Robbie Williams has got, is it, really? The reuniting. Although he is on tour at the moment. Perhaps he'll stay on tour. Zayn Malik has finally announced the release of his second solo album entitled Icarus Falls. That's rivetingly exciting, isn't it? 27-track collection out on December the 14th. 27 tracks. God, bloody, that's a, that really is a lot. Louis Tomlinson says Simon Cowell is getting on his nerve. Louis is a bit... There's not a lot going on with, with Louis. You can you sort of itemise what he says down onto a grain of sand. There's nothing. He doesn't... I don't think he mentors. I don't think he knows how to. He's just a little boy who got lucky in a boy band and they were told what to do. Simple as that. A fisherman had to throw back two tonnes of sea bass because of fishing quotas. Joel Dunn said phenomenal catches of the species, sea bass, were becoming more common, yet they couldn't be kept. He comes from Plymouth, he said, some of the fish were still moving in the boat. Once they go back in the sea, they often die if they haven't already. It's such a waste. So it's an ongoing debate. It's worth £20,000. But because of the actual quota, he couldn't he couldn't keep them, which is a worry for a lot of uh, fishermen nowadays. So here they all are on summer holidays yet again. Uh, Amanda Holidays had nine trips this year. Nine trips. She tops the list. Liz Hurley, seven. John and Tony Terry. Good God, they're not still around, are they? How hilarious. Seven trips. And um, uh, Colleen Rooney, five. But she doesn't have a job, so she can stay on permanent holiday. Abby Clancy, four. One job every so often. Piers Morgan's had six. Six holidays already. Victoria Beckham's had five. Such a busy person. Uh, Rebecca Vardy, nobody cares. Millie McIntosh, nobody cares. And Mylene Class, three. 
Three's about right, isn't it? Don't most people have about two or three holidays a year? I'm not a holiday person. I can't think of anything worse than going on holiday, unless, unless it's somewhere where you sort of think, oh, I really want to go there. And then you actually get there and go, what am I doing here? Still worried about this uh, expected by the 29th. I shall have to check with, uh, with Amazon, as usual. I've, I've never actually spoken to a person at Amazon. Do they exist? Can you speak to people or do you have to just correspond by uh, email? Yeah, it's a bit naff, isn't it, when you sort of go, I'm waiting for this thing. It should have arrived yesterday. There's also something supposed to be... I thought it was being arri- arriving at my brother's place, but obviously not. And then I've got something else which is arriving. I'll wait to see whether that... Because at this time of year, you know, people, people nick things. I'm sorry to say. Very embarrassing. Very, very embarrassing. Uh, also... Uh, what else we got here? Trying to find something un- you know interesting this morning is a little bit difficult. There isn't there isn't a ton of stuff in the papers. It's all the soaps all gearing up to Christmas. We got David Attenborough with Dynasties, and uh, and this is a, a crocodile. Uh, it's a, a there's a, some wolves and they're trying to uh, grab hold of this crocodile in Zimbabwe. I don't know whether they survive. I mean, I wouldn't trust crocodiles as far as you could go, but uh, the wolf doesn't give up without a struggle. See what happens by tuning in at 8pm. Because once it grabs you, that's it. That's it. It just drags you back into the water and then turns over so it drowns you. Steve says, Simon, I spoke to a lesbian trucker I know about the gay lights in cab situation. She told me all of a sudden it had been appearing all over trucker websites. I think that's down to the Steve Allen spike. I know, I can't remember where it started from. This This apocryphal story that any trucker with sort of fairy lights in his cab, Christmas lights and stuff like that, was in fact gay. It's some secret code going on. So we kind of picked up and ran with it. But I can't remember where it began. I, I really can't. I was, I was racking my brains the other day thinking, where did that one come from? But I couldn't think of it. Anyway, Storm Diana is uh, roaring through. That £76 million jackpot ticket has got to be claimed today. Otherwise, you've lost it. They're not going to find it, are they? Nobody's going to all of a sudden turn up at the last minute and go, it's me. Unless it's just some gigantic hoax. Uh, The email dossier, which could save Harvey Weinstein, drinking while pregnant, harms one in six children. The insult to every rail user, he gets an award, but he can't run trains, poor soul. And uh, heart problems for women who snore. And the funeral firms ripping people off. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Friday, 30th of November. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. Graham Norton show this evening. Uh, it's only worth watching for Dawn French and Steve Carell. Unfortunately, you get Cheryl Tweedy singing again. Oh, how dull. Listen, the single's dropped out, dear. Give it up. Give it up, please. Uh, Steve, if you have the app, you can live chat with Amazon. It's very good, says Mark in Birmingham. All I want to know is, where is my item? All you'll do is you'll give them the, the number... And they'll go, ah, oh, well, it appears to be on the van. You say, well, don't be silly, that was yesterday. So, in other words, when the van goes back, it's still got items on it, has it? No excuses at all. No excuses. Uh, Steve, clear skies over Woolwich this morning. Venus is shining brightly in the dark sky. The picture doesn't do it justice. Oh, it's obviously a bus driver. So that's not, what's that? Is that Venus? Yeah. Oh, right. That little dot is Venus. Isn't it funny that we can actually see it? Oh, do you think there's people living on Venus looking at us going, somebody's taking a picture? Do you think that could happen? We've launched our Christmas baubles. White milk or dark, 21 centimetre sphere of pure joy. All you need to do is crack and share. Let me know if you'd like one, says Tracy. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not me. Not me at all. Uh, so I'm going to try and chat live to Amazon. I won't do it, obviously not do it now. I shall do it a little bit later. 
Uh, also, Alan Carr, not wedded to booze, so he's obviously given up. He's doing it, I think, because his husband or his boyfriend or something like that uh, is also doing it. And Jim says, I'm completely evenly balanced as to which two Christmas gifts to send you. Well, don't send me anything. You don't need to send me anything. There's no, there's no requisite charges for this programme. He says, should it be the home Prosecco maker, complete with glitter, or the baby sprout grower, also with glitter? Or should I just send over both? No, if it's got glitter, don't don't send it. We don't want anything with glitter on. We had enough trouble last year with glitter. Actually, this year, I, I, I predict a record amount of Christmas cards for this programme. We always generally get them. You can you can find our address on uh, on Google. It's not difficult to find. And don't forget, we have a new app as well. And I've I've told you about the app. I told you about it yesterday. It's in the LBC app. It's some new launched podcasts. And believe you me... It's worth getting. It's so much easier. You can listen to my little bit extra. Uh, also, my other one is on there. You've got uh, the Nick Abbott Habit, James O'Brien's Magical Hour. And uh, it's it's worth getting. I promise you, it's going to change your life. If you've never done it before, my advice is do it today. Do it today. It's lovely. And uh, Gary says, Steve, you found me, Gary the gay trucker. And then everybody comes out of the closet with their neon lights. It's just, I mean, seriously, I think we might have started this Holidays Are Coming because obviously the Coca-Cola lorry, which I love I love watching the adverts. It's just an advert. OK, there's loads of things on the television that they're advertising, which are probably going to upset somebody somewhere because we're all a bunch of blooming snowflakes. And so they go, Holidays Are Coming. And then you see the Coca-Cola lorries. Why can't we have them? Loads of councils have banned it. They've banned it. I don't know why kids want to see something like that. There's always somebody willing. It's always an adult, isn't it? Always an adult who's who's completely you know, indoctrinated into removing any little bit of happiness that you might have over the festive season. When we had the truck in Leicester Square ages ago, we all went out, they had our pictures taken with it. It was lovely. It was really lovely. Uh, the Rare Hobbit book fetches £6,000. My advice is if ever you get the opportunity to uh, to get some of these books and you find them, I mean, scour car boot sales. Somebody will have other ones. There must be other ones out there. They fetch an awful lot of money. No good turning over look for uh, for... Marks on, you know, silver and stuff like that. Uh, also, the outpouring of support for this bullied lad who was wrestled to the ground by, let's just call him a thug, uh, at this particular school. Not the first time he'd been attacked because his arm was uh, in a sling. And then he poured water over his face. And you begin to wonder whether or not school children are just really horrible and vile and cruel and nasty. This other family, with this son in, who allegedly perpetrated the crime, they've had to be moved by the police. Vigilantes started turning up outside the house. It's interesting, but they've raised £135,000 for this lad. 135000 so that he can, you know, he's, he's come. He's been an asylum seeker for two years. And, uh, and then he's been, he's been treated like this. They do, he doesn't want to go back to the school. He doesn't want to go back to it. Because a lot of bullying that goes on in schools, it's, you know, it's, it's not pleasant. But when somebody films it and people laugh... That's when it's even worse, because nobody else in that school, nobody was standing around there, had the courage of their convictions to go there and punch that bully in the face and say, want a taste of your own medicine? Because the one thing bullies don't like is when somebody picks on them. And this one was definitely bullying. £76 million, pounds, I'm bullying you into trying to find this blooming ticket, because by the end of today, you'll lose it. £76 million. Pounds. I mean, this is the house and then some. This is the holidays and then some. This is giving to charity and then some. It's £76 million. They want somebody to win it because you have won it. So uh, please look, if you're around Skeggy and places like that, Boston. That's where it was bought. They won't tell you the shop it was bought in. 
but they know the shop it was bought in because it comes up on their uh, thing. So they, 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 they could tell you. They probably even got a picture of the person who bought it. They just have to go back to the shop and say, right, a ticket that was bought, can we see your CCTV? There must be something. And then you can see the person who bought it. I hope it's not some little old lady who doesn't even think about it. Or she's died. And so, I don't know if you can pass them on. I'm not sure, actually. Uh, Ed says, Steve, on your Amazon page at the bottom, click on help. Then another page takes you to more help. You then select the item you want help for and give you an option. And they call you back on your mobile. Woo. It's nice. I had a problem with an Amazon DVD when I contacted the seller via Amazon, Steve. They told me they were under pressure from Amazon to say the item was dispatched, but they haven't even got it from America yet, even though it showed as being dispatched. It would have been another three weeks. I promptly cancelled the order, says Angela. Well, it's cancelling the order and making sure that you get the uh, the money back. Because if this is... I mean, this is so annoying. This is, this is a Christmas present for somebody. If they say it's going to arrive yesterday, I'm expecting it to arrive yesterday. Very annoying. Very annoying. Uh, Steve, for posterity, should we record tonight's tweed performance? It could be the last one we'll ever see. Uh, could be. I don't know why she's bothering. But she would have been booked in that for ages. That would have been in the diary for ages. Because they were probably thinking, oh, she's number one in the charts. But, of course, as it's dropped out. I think it was 40... Can we find out the latest chart placing for, for Cheryl's little warbling? Because, to be honest with you, I mean, I think she's taking the mickey out of you, the fan, when, you know, she hasn't done anything for four years and then she expects you to propel her to the top of the charts. Obviously not. Obviously not. Quick slurp, excuse me. She's at number 47 in the charts. That's a failure. Total failure. Uh, Simon says, when my now 26-year-old daughter used to be given glitter-based presents for Christmas and birthdays, it used to miraculously disappear five minutes after she opened it. Nightmare stuff, that is. Well, it's so small. The glitter. I got, yesterday, Darren Adam bought me something for Christmas. It's got glitter on it. And I got it on my fingers and I was terrified to touch my face. Tony the crane driver, you lucky soul. I wish I was able to climb a crane and sit there. I'd be so worried about the thing moving and they always look a bit thin to me. And there's no lift. There's no lift. You have to climb up the stairs inside it. And then you get to your little cabin and you sit there. I'd, I'd be thinking, oh, God, I'll be sick. It'd be that awful situation. You know, you need to climb down, Steve. I can't move. I'd be like that. I can't move. But uh, Tony does have a girlfriend. Apparently she's beautiful. Her name's Colette. She's 40. Oh, Tony, please. You can't be beautiful at 40. It's not allowed. You could be beautiful at 20, 25, 30s pushing it. But uh, we're still wide awake from last night. It's a slap-up Chinese meal for us tonight. Uh, I can't tell you the sweet and sour sauce incident, I'm afraid. It's, uh, it's, it's been confined to the annals of history. Yes, Steve Allen falling asleep with sweet and sour pork. Oh, don't even go there. I do like sweet and sour pork. In fact, I'm not sure today. My friend Paul and I are going out for lunch, and I don't know where we're going to go. I quite fancy Chinese again over in Feltham. I quite fancy the idea because they did do a very, very nice beef curry. In fact, the beef curry was absolutely delicious. But the tr- that's the trouble. Somebody said to me the other day, they said they went for this fantastic meal and it was gorgeous. And then they, and they did about three or four. And then they went there and then it was absolutely dire. And I said, that's the trouble. Chef goes away and all of a sudden it doesn't taste the same. That's why once you've found a place and you hope that the chef's going to stick around for a little bit. Uh, the food is gorgeous, but uh, we might go to, is it Rare Earth, Fired Earth, somebody's Earth, Good Earth or something, over uh, near Sandown Park. That's quite a nice one. But uh, apparently an arm and a leg, my friend John tells me. I said, don't ever say that to me. Don't ever say that to me. <laughs> There's nothing, somebody says to me, it's so expensive. And you think, but if it's really, really good, then I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. It's got to be really good because I'm not doing it every day. I might do it once every 
every six months or something like that. Uh, Steve, I'm so excited, says Rona. Well, you mustn't be. I'm getting the decorations down from the loft today. Mind you, we've got a giant spider living up there, and I mean huge. You can see it at the gable end. I've got a beautiful new tree, which I'll put up tomorrow. Can't wait. Wish Mum was still here to see it. Oh, they see it. Oh, they see it. Don't worry. Tim and Henley says, did you know in America, the shop owners who sell the lottery ticket that wins the jackpot also get a cash prize of tens of thousands of dollars? Well, here they haven't told us which, which shop it is. But somebody's, somebody's sold the blooming thing. Somebody's sold it. Uh, I've started seeing neon lights on tower cranes. Is something going on? Yes, they do that in London. We've actually got quite a few cranes that, which are lit up. Not all of them, but quite a few. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Oh, thank goodness. We found out. We got the perfume. The perfume's been delivered. So very happy with that. Everything on target. My brother's putting the uh, the firm's decorations up today, which is very good. So uh, we're all on target. We're all on target. Are you a fan, says Amy, of ice skating? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. My fu- the, the, the funniest thing I always enjoy is going to Winter Wonderland and they're all over the country and watching people attempting to skate. Some people are very good. And they're the annoying ones. And other people are terribly bad and they just walk round the outside of the rink, clinging on to it, which is, uh, which is the best thing. So I'm not, not a fan at all. I'm always terrified, says Amy, when I fall over, somebody will skate over my fingertips. I don't think it works like that. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I'm always amazed at people who... It's the most popular thing at Winter Wonderland. The ice skating. I don't know why we all think we can ice skate, because I can't. Steve says, uh, just been conned into a secret Santa thing. I've never heard of it. I'm told it makes Christmas easier and cheaper. What is Secret Santa? That's where you buy presents, isn't it, for people? Oh, that's right. They don't know who's bought it for them. I told you, when I... uh, A friend of mine used to work for uh, William & Glynn's Bank, which is Royal Bank of Scotland. It was going to come back, but it never came back, which is a shame because I liked it. Old banking family, etc. And if you took a present in to your... The person who looked after your account, they had to put it into a pile... And then the bank manager got to pick out what he wanted. And so it went down on, on a pecking order. So we used to have a secret system whereby I'd turn up with her Christmas present and she'd come out of the branch and we'd go into the car park and we'd swap presents then. Much easier. I'm not giving a present, you know, which I've spent good money on to go to the bank manager. You know, if I wanted to go to the bank manager, I'd have bought it for the bank manager. But that's what Secret Santa is. Uh, somebody says, Steve, is this the lottery ticket in Lincoln? I'll claim it today. You know, if only it was so easy. If only it was as easy as I've got £76 million. If I had it, I'd tell you all. I was thinking about that the other day. I thought, would I actually tell you if I won £76 million? I'd have to. I'd have to tell. I couldn't, I couldn't keep it quiet. I, I, I would have to tell. But I'd tell you at the show. I'd tell you at the show in, in January. I'd say, actually, by the way, I've just bought a new house and here is a slideshow of my new house with a, a lovely staircase that swirls round and a and a ten foot tree. I've got to beat my friend Christopher on the tree size. Always wanted a huge tree, huge tree. We went to where do we go? I went with my uh, my friend Jordan. We went to the Lanesborough and they had a huge tree and we took a picture next to it. I thought I was a bit naff, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Dawned on me, Steve says Wendy in Florida, that Boston and Lincolnshire have a lot of seasonal immigrant workers from Romania who work in the fields picking fruit and veg. Could it be? A temporary worker. Oh, can you imagine if it was a temporary worker and somebody comes back to pick next year and they go, oh, did, was this lottery ticket any good? It was worth 76 million. Sorry? 76. Yeah. Can you imagine? Steve, my daughter was sent flowers from M&S. The box stated, if no reply, leave in a secure place. They were left on the doorstep in a howling gale. 
I was in the house and they didn't knock. Had it not been for a neighbour bringing it back, they would have been lost. When I rang to complain, I was told the drivers work a tight delivery time uh, and to bring back if the flowers were damaged. I told the friend that sent them and now she sends letterbox flowers. Yes, we get letterbox flowers in as well. My first guest on In Conversation this weekend. This is tomorrow morning. I like to um, enlighten you and let you know that I'm here seven days a week on LBC for my sins. And believe you me, there have been some sins. Um, And so tomorrow morning, it's the best of Steve Allen. The producer has worked hard uh, putting together a programme which which entitles you to listen to the best bits from this week. Some bits you might go, oh, I'd forgotten about that bit. Uh, But he doesn't. He's he's very very astute on these things. Then after that, between six and seven, it's in conversation. And my first guest this week is an actress and a singer. She's worked for more than 50 years since being spotted, wait for this, on a London ice rink at the age of 15. She was then whisked away to Las Vegas to appear three times a night in a top review. She's had a number of chart hits throughout the 60s as part of the Cliff Adams Singers, while she appeared in two of the carry-on films made towards the end of that decade. It's the lovely Anita Harris. She came in to talk about her tour with her fabulous theatre show that takes the audience, you, on a journey through her unique life and how she still enjoys her work as much as she ever did. I love the process of the rehearsal of... Uh, my musical director now is Peter Gill. Mm. We talk about what we're going to, what songs we're going to do, and shall we do this? And then on the night, the joy of him is that we can just change it. We did it at the pheasantry two nights ago. We just changed. We just did a couple of different things. Um, but you've got to be a bit brave to do that. You know, I think the structure. If you mentioned before, darling, uh, the the people that I and we have worked with, and mm. I look back. Eric and Ernie and Tommy Cooper and Harry Seacombe and so many, and uh, Clive Dunn, all of these, the richness of the the people that I have shared uh, the stage with mm. um, never, never leaves me. It's, they, they, they're in, within me. Mm. And when you have had that joy, but also... Um, Eric and Ernie, for instance, the, the, they worked on the structure of their shows so solidly mm. that when the show happened and the audience reaction, they could break out yeah. because they were so solid with their comfort zone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, you, learn, you learn that. And so I try, I try to um, keep that a paramount part of what I am. And, and that's what is motivating as well. You know, try new things, let's try it, let's do it. The actress and singer Anita Harris, who's going to be in conversation with me this weekend. So that's tomorrow morning between six and seven, repeated on Sunday evening at nine o'clock. As well as Anita Harris, I'll be talking to a man who's a comedian, a writer, an actor and a presenter. Started off in the industry as a radio producer. He went on to found Talkback Productions, which went on to produce and manage some of the major British comedy performers of the last 20 years. His acting career took off when he became a regular on Not the Nine O'Clock News. He's performed on the boards of the theatre. He's won Olivier Awards for Best Comedy Performances and perhaps best known for working alongside his former comedy partner, the late Mel Smith. It is, of course... Griff Rhys-Jones. And you can see him at London's Lyceum Theatre, where he'll be giving of his Ebenezer Scrooge in a Christmas carol with the London Musical Theatre Orchestra. When I actually bothered, so I said, oh yes, I'll do this. And when I bothered to have a look at the actual, you know, the script, I realised that I am singing. 
quite a lot. I don't mind. Do we know I... the songs? Are they are they no, known? No, you won't know. You won't know them. It's a, it's a big New York institution. Right. The Alan Menken musical. It plays at Madison Square Garden, oh, and wow. they do twenty performances leading up to. It's sort of like the New York pantomime. It's something that you have oh, to see. Goodness. It's had Tim Curry and various people. So we're following in, you know, great in a great sort of New York tradition yes. here. Uh, but it's not been seen a lot in London. But the music is extremely beautiful. Can I just say this? Very, very, very beautifully sung. Beautifully sung. Beautifully sung. <laughs> what sort of voice are you? <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, I'm a tenor. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm finding out a lot on this uh, on are. this show. Uh, and but to the... learn the songs then as well. No, 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 no. I've done the music, which is not quite the same. Oh, so, thing. Oh, I mean, right, you learn I mean it's a concert performance. I've got the score and everything in front of me. I have sung in musicals before. Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not going to sort of before. I'm sort of everybody thinks they're going to come see some amateur Scrooge here. <laughs> no, I not. have. I, I did nine months in the West End of the Drury Lane, uh, giving my Fagin, and yes. I have been in. Um, uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh, mm. one of my favourites. I liked Fagin better, though. Did you? you could do things with Fagin. Oh, I love Fagin. We all love Fagin, don't we? In this life, one thing counts. In the bank, large amounts. I'm afraid these don't grow on... I'm sorry, I've... I went into my theatre role then. All of a sudden, I was on stage. Is he still singing? You could have been Nancy to my Fagin, couldn't you? You know... Um papa, um papa. You know, you could do that song. I could see you doing that. We started singing the uh, the national anthem the other day. Was it no, the Lord's Prayer in Swahili? He knows a bit more than I do. I wish I'd never mentioned it. Honestly, he comes to Baba <laughs> Such a, he became quite animated. Comedian, writer, and actor Griffiths Jones in conversation with me this weekend, along with the actress and singer and very show busy Anita Harris. You can hear me talking to Anita and Griff tomorrow morning after six. In the best of Steve Allen, and on Sunday evening from 9pm. Or if you can't join me this weekend, you can listen to the whole thing for free by downloading the LBC Catch-Up app from the App Store on your iPhone or from Google Play on your Android device. It is worth getting because it makes it so much easier. There's everything on there. I'll tell you about it before we finish the programme. Uh, Steve, I'm an ice skating coach, and the other day an 88-year-old lady was booked in for a surprise lesson by her daughter. Uh, She thought she was going to the theatre. Bless I think she enjoyed it. My colleague and I held her up and she had a polar bear to push. <laughs> Back from our lovely dog walk, Steve. And uh, this one here, this is from Tracy. Best time of the day. Is it not the best time of the day? It's seriously, it is the best time of the day. If you're walking through a park or, you know, just as the light is coming up, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. We have a lot to be thankful for. I realise that there are people who don't have anything to be thankful for. But uh, some days you just want to sort of go... It's good. I feel much better now. I've discovered that, you know, an envelope I sent to my bank manager, one I sent to my brother and the uh, one of the Christmas presents have all arrived. And that makes me feel a lot better about life. Steve, it's me who bought the winning ticket. My problem is explaining to the other half what I was doing in Skegness, as that's where my lovely female friend, her mortal enemy, lives. Ha ha. How come you don't believe in the ghosts on Most Haunted, but you believe London theatres are haunted by ghosts? No, I don't. No doubt. I've never said that. No, I appreciate the fact that people think that London theatres are haunted by ghosts, but I don't don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in anything like that, I'm afraid. Uh, Jan says this 76 million pound ticket that was bought in Boston or Skegness. I thought you said some weeks ago the person had six months to claim it. Well, I think in total you do. But this is where this is the first bit 
Adrian explains it in a, in a moment. So it says here, we live in a village just inland from Skeggy. My husband says he bought a ticket from the local co-op and he can't remember if he checked it or not or threw it away. Truly, how do we check? Adrian says, regarding the lottery ticket, the winner has until the 1st of May to claim the 76 million as long as they have the ticket. If you've lost the ticket, you are correct in that they have to register a claim by the end of tomorrow. But it's but they will know because you'll have to say this is where I bought it and they know where it's been bought. They know where it's but they know everything, but they're not going to tell you. Uh, Les says, I worked as a property master at the Palladium one Christmas. Anita Harris, Russ Conway, Tommy Cooper. Anita Harris gave me a signed picture and a bottle of Brute aftershave for Christmas. She's so showbiz. She's so seriously. She, that was nice. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Nick Ferrari with you at seven o'clock this morning for breakfast after Donald Trump's former fixer pleaded guilty to lying to the US Congress. Nick will ask if it's the beginning of the end for the American president. He'll also discuss a date for a possible second Brexit referendum with senior Conservative MP Justine Greening and the International Trade Secretary Liam Fox. We'll also join him to explain how the threat of a no-deal Brexit is affecting his efforts to strike new deals. All of that and more with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning. More of your uh, texts and Emails. Apparently, Ian Dale, says Gary. Oh, here we go. It's telltale tits out of school. Bought four bottle, bottles of scent at £20 each last night and accidentally bought two bottles of perfume on his show. He said he'd have to give them away as gifts, but he was talking in depth about your spike with his little green eye. Butter him up to get... You don't think I'm going to get a gift, do you, from Ian Dale? Do you think there's a gift on my way? Oh, how lovely. That'd be a rarity. I'm tax deductible, I should imagine. Uh, Tony in Ashford... Used to go regularly to Richmond Ice Rink as a teenager. Blocks of flats now, isn't it, Tony? He said, I saw a couple of injuries to fingers. Kids that have fallen over. And it was packed to skater. Oh, don't. Don't, 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 don't. Chris says, I've searched high and low for my Magic Circle tickets, but all I found is an old lottery ticket from Skegness. <laughs> can buy the Magic Circle. Buy it. Steve, here we go. Very dark and wet central France. As usual, listening from the Llama stable. Now, we talked about llamas the other day. Because we had a guest in who's got llamas, OK? And I thought I'd answer your question about llamas spitting. They do. They mainly spit at each other over dominance and space. They can also spit at each other when being fed as they fight to get the food. If a llama is well-trained, it won't spit at a human unless it feels threatened or being hurt in some way. If I get spat on, which I hardly ever am, I'm stood in the wrong place at the wrong time. You get to know the body language. Yes. And who is it we were talking to who's got llamas? Who's... Oh, right. So, oh, right. Yeah, who was, the, who was the guest I had in, though? Who was my celebrity guest? Was it Eddie, who's got llamas? I think... Yes, Emmy, Eddie Marson, I'm sure, had llamas. No, Griffiths Jones. I'm now getting confused over who's got llamas. <laughs> Mike says, I'm currently reading Damaged Goods, a book about the retailer Philip Green. What a deeply unpleasant individual. Yeah, but the trouble is nobody ever likes people in business, do they? That's the trouble. If, if you're very, very successful, and I'm assuming you would class him as very, very successful, there's going to be heads that have been knocked off on the journey to the top. That's the way it goes. I agree. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to like these people in industry. You don't have to like them at all. You don't even have to like radio presenters. There's no sort of law that says anything. Back in Vegas, Steve, I must be the only person after my event not going out and listening to LBC. Storms over here. So they make me interesting views from my suite on the 62nd floor. 
Oh, lovely. The 62nd floor. Oh, bliss, bliss, bliss. And Simon says, have we decided who makes the best mince pies yet? No, we're going to start that next week. Every every day, I will bring in a box of mince pies. And uh, I might bring in some squirty cream as well. All over the place, because we quite like that. And then we shall decide which are the uh, which are the best which are the best ones. Uh, right, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? What am I doing? Oh, I'm looking for another newspaper. The Times. The Times. Here's the boy on the front page. His name is Jamal. He's 15. He's a Syrian refugee who was the one who featured in the bullying uh, video, which has gone viral. Viral. Uh, also, armed officers are patrolling on foot in the parts of London worst hit by gang violence. Do you think that's OK with Diane Abbott? Should we have a quick word with her, just in case she thinks that's, that's bad news as well? Because it really isn't, believe you me. Also, the supermarket riles the Spanish with a cheesy take on churros. The Spanish are up in arms. These are cheesy churros. I don't think they're supposed to be. But, I mean, I quite appreciate how it works. Quite uh, agree. Also, a... uh, Wait a minute. Oh, no. Can't do it. It's in court. (laughs) My favourite line. It's in court. How fantastic. And uh, here we go. The carry-on up the rankings for an innuendo maestro. Uh, Italy's most fated film director is the art house darling Federico Fellini. Sweden has Ingmar Bergman. And Britain? Well, it's got Gerald Thomas, the man who was behind the... Ooh, matron. Yes. Ooh, no, no. And uh, apparently data scientists have calculated that Thomas, who directed all 31 of the uh, carry-on canon, is the most influential British director of all time. I think his wife as well. I think she was Betty Box. I think. Don't don't quote me on that. I've made mistakes before. But uh, a lot of people were talking about the carry-on regulars, Charles Hawtrey. He couldn't get work after that. Uh, mainly because he was uh, he was a drunk. He was the man who was Private Whittle, if you remember. There's a book out called The Man Who Was Private Whittle. And he used to write to the BBC producers going, would you have any work for me at the at the moment? And they didn't which was a shame. But they've got all sorts of uh, people in here. The Wizard of Oz was judged the most influential overall, followed by Star Wars, Psycho, King Kong and A Space Odyssey. Did anybody ever watch Space Odyssey? I know the music. And that was it. But uh, Samuel L. Jackson came first in uh, actors and directors, ranked according to how many top-rated films they'd made. Clint Eastwood was second. Tom Cruise, Arnie Schwarzenegger. The sole woman was Lois Maxwell, who had uh, featured in the in the James Bond franchise. But it was the it's that famous picture, isn't it? A poor Barbara Windsor with the bra, which was at the end of a piece of line onto a fishing rod, and at the precise moment they yanked it back, and her bra came off, and um, and she was there. But of course, remember the one thing which I always remember about that Carry On film is the fact that they filmed in winter. They filmed in a field. It was freezing cold. There was mud everywhere, and they sprayed it green. They sprayed it green. You can imagine. You think filming's all glamorous? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the Dambusters film to reveal the secret story. The original Dambusters, Ray, took about a year from planning to execution. I loved the film The Dam Busters. I just loved it. That Rua Dam when they went, it's gone, it's gone, and uh, and they had to to get out as quick as possible because otherwise they were going to be in big big trouble. Uh, Sean gets the strictly kiss off because you can't have an action like that. They should kick him off and the girl as well. You know, if they were that drunk and they're, they're not the sort of people you want on a on a BBC kind of tour. You know, they're supposed to be family. 
you know, drunks, thank you very much indeed. Although, of course, we have had people before kicked off the BBC for drug taking and drink and things like that. Uh, also, uh, Halfords driving some woman crazy. The, some poor woman's had 130 calls because they think she's somebody else and she's not. Harvey Weinstein, the email dossier which could save him. Uh, the face of the Syrian refugee waterboarded. £130,000 they've raised for him so far. That gives him a start. That gives him a start. But you can well imagine his, his detractors are out there siding with a bully for some inexplicable reason. Uh, the risk of heart problems for women who snore. And why you can't listen to two conversations at the same time. And the other thing is funeral firms accused of ripping off the bereaved. Because you don't... When you go in to a funeral director... Uh, you go, sorry, so-and-so has, uh, has just passed on. And, in fact, what normally happens is the home where the person dies, if it's a hospice or something like that, they, they will sort of arrange for a funeral home to come out. And then you go to the funeral home to arrange the funeral. And they will say to you, they'll show you a catalogue and say, well, you can get this coffin with one car and it'll be 1,300, whatever it happens to be. Whatever it happens to be. Of course, nowadays, they make you feel a bit guilty about it. So you're supposed to save for your funeral. Whereas I work on the assumption, once you've died, who cares? Let somebody else worry about it. Let somebody else worry about it. And then you go there and they, they, they arrange everything. They, they speak to the cemetery. It's not something you can do yourself. You try buying a coffin. You might think that's a very strange thing to say to you. But you'll find it's a cartel they're operating. Car- you know, a coffin starts off as, you know, two to three, four hundred pounds. By the time they finish with it, it's well in excess of a thousand because they've got to put sawdust in it. They've got to staple all the uh, the inner satin and everything else like that. It's quite a quite a long long process. So um that's that's the big problem nowadays. So there is the opportunity unless you check with the price beforehand. You see some of these funerals they can cost a small fortune. My mother just had one one hearse, one car and uh, and flowers, and that, that was it. Not a huge amount of flowers, not a huge amount of flowers. In the 30s, Charles Hawtrey played one of the schoolboys in the Will Hay film, Boys Will Be Boys, says John. Yes, Charles Hawtrey was, he, he sort of featured in a lot of films, didn't he? He started off, actually, uh, in fact, he, he made most of the Will Hay films, didn't he? Mike says, you mentioned squirty cream. Yeah, love it. Is it permitted to have on cornflakes? No, absolutely not. The brass scene... Was from Carry On Camping. Yeah, so the, we, we got a lot of Barbara's breasts, I think, over the years, thank goodness. I'm booked into the Good Earth in Mill Hill on the 8th of December. Great food, however, is expensive, says Paul, but hey-ho, it's Christmas. Yes, that's the only thing you have to worry about. It is Christmas, you are correct. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. 10 to 7, 10 to 7 on Friday, start of the weekend. I know how excited everybody gets about the weekend. And I think you should, I keep saying you should do your Christmas shopping this weekend because otherwise the next couple of weekends are going to be a nightmare for you. However, I have exciting news. We've launched podcasts in our LBC app. It's all new, it's all singing, it's all dancing, it's all one. There's about 1,500 different categories. I'm in there, I'm squidged in. It's your one-stop shop for everything podcasting. And you've got these podcasts from publishers, <coughs> excuse me, around the world and some great exclusive content from us here at Global. You can listen to James O'Brien's Magical Hour, The Nick Abbott Habit and, of course, my little bit extra. And you'll find out more about what's on today's podcast before I wrap up at seven. You can also download podcasts for listening to while you're offline, along with downloading your favourite LBC shows to listen to on the move. So if you missed any of the programme this morning, why... 
you can fill in the gaps. I don't want people missing anything. We start at four. I expect you there at four. All you need to do is download the LBC app from the App Store on your iPhone or from Google Play on your Android device. You can listen to LBC podcasts and loads more. And you can do it now. You can do it now because that's the that's the best thing to do. I'm local to Boston, Steve. We have uh, we hear that an inmate in the local open prison may have bought the ticket on a day release and now returned to closed conditions. Oh, I love a good story. <laughs> I don't believe it, but I love a good story. Uh, Steve, I'm an embalmer. For many funeral directors, it's true. Prices differ hugely. Always advise people to shop around. Don't be afraid to negotiate. No, you must always check on these things because embalming is quite expensive. It's not, not open to everybody, is it? I know some people decide not to do embalming. The Americans seem to do it as a, as a, as a standard thing, actually. Surely one can make a simple coffin like the one in cowboy films. I don't know. <laughs> You've got to make sure you do it properly, I suppose. Always oh, looking out, says Lucy, for that continuity error in that scene in Carry On Camping. Hattie uh, Jakes has a shower cap on in one take. All of a sudden, it's disappeared. Probably fell off in the wind, I should imagine. Love the Carry On films. You know why they sound so good? Orchestra. Big orchestra. He had a big, big orchestra. And uh, playing, the, uh, playing all the themes in and out. That's why it sounded so good. It, it sounded classy. Uh, the Times this morning, the top school asked parents to sign a pledge curbing phone use at home. Also, migration from outside the EU is the highest for 14 years. Police to be armed. Going to crack down on gangs. Good, good. In between that and running them off their, uh, their little mopeds. We're all in favour of things like that. Sean gets the Strictly Kiss Off, according to The Sun this morning. The Tsar Alert on Extremist UK. Uh, terror attacks are the tip of the iceberg as fanatics spread their evil, a key figure warns. And uh, this is an anti-extremism czar called Sarah Khan. I've never heard of her, but I suppose she is what she is. Rita has spied a new man. This is Rita Ora. He's a man who's been on In Conversation. Not happy about that at all. And because uh, the BBC has barred the snog rat from the dance tour, let's hope he's also kicking off Katia Jones. Somebody says he doesn't fit the bill. Well, she doesn't fit the bill either. So there you go. Uh, other stories. Yes, lots of kissing with Katya. Little bit stagey, little bit silly, you know, for a drunken snog. But there you go. I don't see anything the matter with it. But that's the that's the big problem. And a mum who was told that she had six months to live has found her own cancer cure on the Internet. This is Heidi Spencer. She turned detective after 25 tumours were discovered in her brain. The NHS could offer her only palliative chemotherapy to give her extra time. So she defied the odds. And, and took a groundbreaking new test to pinpoint exactly which drugs would work best for her. Within three months, the brain tumours had vanished and the tumour in her bones and lung are in remission or have shrunk. That is the best news ever. We like good news. We're very much fans of good news. We don't get very much good news, but uh, that's what I call good news, which is great. Uh, the Daily Mirror, Brit facing death sentence for killing husband, tells the Mirror, I am the victim. Uh, also, uh, Harry Sandra, this is Harry Redknapp. His wife Sandra says, I'm embarrassed he keeps talking about me, but I really do miss him. Perhaps he needs the money. He lives in a £10 million house, so I don't know how he, how he really can, but there you go, you never know. Perhaps some people you go, oh, they've got loads of money, and it turns out they haven't. Uh, also, sheepish gin tipplers who warn, beware the very modern mother's ruin. They've got a, an item on gin. Luckily, I don't drink gin. Doesn't interest me in the slightest. An insult to every rail user on the day network rail is savaged for the worst punctuality in 15 years. The ex-boss gets a CBE. 
bit shameful, isn't it? A bit shameful. And the bombshell email dossier that could save Harvey Weinstein. And you can read that in the uh, Daily Mail this morning. Daily Telegraph, cool Yule is your Christmas tree 2018 enough. In other words, you know, you don't want to be out of touch like we had that dreadful poor wag the other day whose Christmas tree was so vile. I mean, honestly, I was surprised she even allowed it to be photographed. Very embarrassed. Uh, also, Judith Woods talking in the Telegraph about her dog who cured her insomnia. Oh, I'm not going to advise you to do that. I don't want you to have insomnia cured. I want, to, I want the biggest audience I can possibly get. Also, fat-free shakes and soups, liquid-only diets to reverse diabetes, and uh, a species of spider is rewriting natural history after scientists discovered it produces milk and suckles its young for 40 days. But I thought spiders had hundreds of little babies, little tiny things. It's like fish. They put them all in their mouth if there's danger, and then they sort of spit them all out afterwards. Uh, also, drinking whilst pregnant harms one in six children, which is what we knew before. Nothing new in that one. Uh, the eye this morning. Uh, this is low-calorie diet prescribed by the NHS. It looks quite nice, actually. I'm not sure whether or not it's for me. Uh, Christmas will be cancelled. Tory MPs have said the whips threatened to cut short Parliament's festive break if the Prime Minister loses key Brexit vote and faces constitutional crisis. The message is vote for the deal or you might not see your families for much of the holiday. And the uh, the hearts aren't in it. They're resigned to defeat. Promise of promotion now falling on deaf ears. And prepare your dog for Attenborough's dynasties. I do like the programme. Plus, Alice Jones on Magic Mike Live. They obviously had a, a promotion for it the other day and it went went very well, actually. It's uh, it's the show that's kind of... It's sort of getting ladies... Because there isn't much for ladies in London. Ladies like these sort of these sort of shows. And apparently it's so well done, you can't fail to uh, to enjoy it. Plus, The Guardian this morning. Matthew McConaughey says, I see the bright side of everything. The indie labels that change music. And Cohen admits lying over Trump's Russia project. Plus, the MP who's revealed he's HIV positive and has been for ten years, in fact. So he's kept it quiet... And then all of a sudden he, he talks about it and, and then he gets, he gets the coverage in the papers. But as I said before, everything now is so much better for people who are carrying the virus. The, the drug combinations are far more effective than they ever were, ever were. But not a day for a walk on the beach out at Cornwall, a storm Diana made landfill in Britain. There's a house which is it's in a beautiful place. But the water is just crashing over it. You've never seen anything like it. I mean, seriously, unbelievable. And that, as I say, is just about it for this morning. So we'll we'll do it again tomorrow morning when we've got the uh, the best of Steve Allen. And we've also got In Conversation. So I think all the stories that we did this morning, I think there is everything. Why we can't listen to two conversations at the same time. The squashed BA passenger who's lost a claim. And uh, the Diana dress sold in a junk shop. Actually worth £100,000. Don't uh, forget to join me tomorrow from five. It's the best of Steve Allen first up. And then in conversation with the actress and singer Anita Harris and comedian and performer Griff Rhys-Jones. I'm then back live on Sunday morning from five with the best look at the bumper Sunday papers. Before I go, time to tell you what's coming up on my free podcast today. A little bit extra. I have to bring you the latest attention-seeking rubbish from old Pricey. Still trying to flog everything she owns with bankruptcy looming, but can still afford to employ a nanny, of course. 
You'll be able to join me in looking to Cheryl's big performance on the Graham Norton show tonight. I've got some advice from the uh, the old thugger now. She can get the fan interested again. Plus an update on Richard Bacon, who's had his life saved by the wonderful NHS. And then Julie swans back to America again, just popping in and out with Mark Wright. Please make sure you download the LBC app. You can listen to LBC for the last week for free on the Catch Up feature. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on Catch Up. At 10 o'clock this morning, it's James O'Brien. But right now, here's Nick Ferrari at breakfast. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.